Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today we are back with episodes 20 and 21 of Digimon Frontier. Digimon Frontier is decent? Question mark. Digimon Frontier is punching above, <laughs> punching punching above its weight, <laughs> but uh, its weight still drags it down. So yeah. You know. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, attempting I to be decent, question mark? It, yes. I think it's amazing that attempting to be decent, the, like, the bar for that is it has plot developments this week. But yeah. 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 It, 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 it's, did, it's, did it's standard for attempting to be decent, or it's, it, it does the thing that it's tried twice before already, except successful this time. Hey, there are, like, there, are, there are character moments this week, too. There are attempted character moments, so. Yeah, I'd say attempted is more apt. <laughs> yes, it is. It is verse jumped into the universe where Digimon Frontier is moderately okay, <laughs> rather than uh, rather than just. I think. I think you both just have Stockholm syndrome. I, I didn't think these episodes were particularly good. I just think that by comparison to what we've seen before. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm thinking like too. I still I mean, have. They're, they're good compared to have... <laughs> prior episodes, but I don't think they're great by any means. I I, I still have <laughs> issues with these, and I will talk about them. Um, yeah, most exactly. of them have to do with the fact that you can't just be like, oh, this character is, you know, has this emotional personality now. You can't just do that. That's not how it works. You need to build up to that. But No, that's, we'll how, that's, that's how character development works. You just say <laughs> that the character has personality trait and then they have it. Yes. Yeah, and like, it's not just it's not just that the, this character's personality trait comes out of nowhere. It's that they also become, like, unable to see or hear or feel anything. <laughs> Because, like, literally everyone else says, yo, that was awful. We shouldn't do that again. And th- this character's like, no, I think we should do that again. And, like, everyone's just powerless to stop them. But whatever, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yes, yes. Oh, dear. Um, we don't have a ton of news this week. Um, Digimon Survive's going to be at Anime Expo, which I, which kind of feels like that means, like, they aren't just dropping this off to die completely. Digimon Frontier is off to get... Sorry, I called it Frontier. Let me try that again. Digimon 5... Don't you dare. <laughs> Digimon 5 is uh, off to get COVID, is, is what I'm hearing from that news. Uh, yeah. you, say, you say it's off to Anime Expo, I'm here. We'll, we'll, we'll Agumon's going to get long COVID. He will never be a main character again. Please mask up. He's going to have to replace Pepper Breath with uh, Nothing Breath, because he <laughs> can't even fucking taste the seasoning. Yep, exactly. Agumon's just eating those Yankee candles like, hey Ty, why don't they have any flavor or smell? Has anyone else noticed that Numemon don't have their smell anymore? <laughs> um, God, I, yeah. cannot, I cannot believe it's like an actual thing on TikTok. Yeah. Like, it, it makes of course it is. They just think like the one where people are trying to smell gasoline and now they can't. And everyone's yeah. trying yeah, to smell gasoline. Like, it, it really reminds me of that, um, that chart someone made last year. Um, overlaying the spike in bad reviews for Yankee Candles on Amazon, where people claim they can't smell anything, and the rise of COVID cases at the yep. same time. <laughs> Correlation does not always equal causation. But in this but. case... <laughs> but. but sometimes it's um, really funny. Yes. This is definitely one of those times. Uh, yeah, no, um, so that's... I mean, we're getting close to release. Speaking, it's nice that... Speaking of infectious diseases, Morbius is back in theaters and it's bombed again. Good, we don't good. need to talk about this. <laughs> this is not a Morbius podcast. Sorry, I Internet. saw. I saw. I saw the the the, the, the segue opportunity, and I, I couldn't resist taking it. Okay. Well, 
In, Morbius in looks like it needs a doctor. News, um, Digifest 2022 uh, announced some voice actors, oh, and God. we're going to get a frontier like audio drama thing, and let's hope we don't need another emergency broadcast. You know what? Yeah. I actually kind of hope we do. I'm sorry. I know I'm, 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 I'm You I'm hope sticking... like Takuya just becomes a huge racist and just starts saying slurs on it. I don't want I don't want anything that's gonna upset anyone to happen or, or, or like offend anyone or whatever to happen, but at the same time for for the okay, for the writer of Tamers to pull that shit is still inexcusable, but also at the same time it's kind of like you can see why he might have thought he had the like clout to be able to try and pull that shit um for the guys who people who wrote frontier to do that uh would be extra hilarious so yeah, honestly uh, you know. i i really do have like a go ahead and make my day um <laughs> attitude towards the Jufus. it's like i i give so few shits about frontier that if yeah. if the creators decided to just go mask off like total online uh, conspiracy crank like kanaka did i would laugh instead of despair Memes if the Frontier audio drama talks about uh, voter <laughs> fraud. Memes if the Frontier audio drama is absolutely insignificant. Yeah. <laughs> the front, yeah. The Frontier yeah. letters come up on stage being like, so um, we heard that you all had criticisms of the Izumi episodes of Frontier. Well, guess what? They're back <laughs> in pog form. <laughs> yes. JP's here to tell you about how the war in Ukraine is not real. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm just like bringing uh, uh, bringing Zoe's voice actor or Japanese voice actor out on stage to talk about how the wage gap doesn't exist. <laughs> the wage gap doesn't exist. Why well, not? I'm Zoe, and I'm pro life. What a lot of cannoli or whatever. <laughs> leave, leave delicious Italian desserts the out big, of this, please. The the big cannoli. Um. I'm sorry. Delete, delete that. In, in, Take a lap. Disney Plus show. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> sure. Why not? That's yeah. good. There's a, there's a, there's a Disney good. connection here. Give, give yourself a raise. Um, only one cannoli. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. All right. I'm so tuned out <laughs> of Star Wars stuff that I'm just like. Thank you. Any... Thank you for laughing despite not getting the joke until I explained it. I. I. I, I don't know. I, I try. I try to fit in. I just. I just. I just smile and nod. I get. I'm cool. I'm cool, guys. I'm cool. We're. Um, we're okay. We're doing that thing again. Where we try. To, we try to talk about anything except for Frontier. Speaking um, of Frontier, okay. I found yeah. a thing yesterday. Can I talk about the thing I found yesterday? Go go talk yes, about please. the thing you found yesterday. So, uh, in 2018, someone made a blog post, and this is like a blog about uh, Digimon Frontier. This person's braver than me. But they wanted to make the the spicy fighting spirit burger and the rainbow burger that Takuya and Koji made as their second attempts at burgers in our last set of episodes. And with mixed results, let's just say. So okay. this is pretty funny because they even said like, hey, like that that uh, that spicy burger because it's just chorizo, kimchi, and curry was pretty good. And then they said that the... The rainbow burger, which was apple, strawberry, melon, orange, banana, peach, cherry. Uh, the taste is bad. The melon-like taste and the fishy question mark taste of banana and the fruity acidity of citrus do not match like Zetsubo. This is all machine translated. <laughs> it feels... Despair. 
Zitsubo. Is that what it is? Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah. My favorite sentence is, it feels like fruity swill, and when you eat it, you will feel physiological discomfort. Happy pride. Physiological discomfort to go to go with the psychological discomfort of, of Digimon Frontier. So uh, yeah. there you go. Perfect. I see. Also, I think... I actually, I actually did some research to make sure I wasn't talking my ass last week, and like it is common. All of the things on that burger have been in, in gourmet burgers in in like Tokyo before. It's just sure. never all at once. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if been... your burger is just seven different fruit, that's not. A... We're not rehashing the burger talk, but that's just disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a fruit. That's a fruit salad yeah, on a like, bun. Like I, I, I read this, this blog post um, about how Burger King Japan had like a limited time apple burger in like 2017, and apparently it was like actually really good. Like lots of, of food critics and and even just general um, public like really enjoyed it. I could I could um, see that. Yeah, like there was there was a bunch of um, like melon and cherry and whatever burgers as well because like melon's considered like a big delicacy over there. Like that's why. Right. In, uh, you know, multiple anime, you've got a character giving another character a melon as, like, a really significant, like, expensive gift. <laughs> because it actually is. Man, the moon is beautiful man. tonight, isn't it? Hands you a melon. <laughs> man, a watermelon. Um, my favorite scene from Persona 4. Two chies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two chies, um, one watermelon. But, uh, yeah, I guess, like, just having all of them in, in one burger is the overkill moment. Because, like, all yeah. of them individually yeah. apparently taste quite good. Yeah, I mean, like a burger a with curry, chim- kimchi, and chorizo, that sounds like it would be great. Sure, yes. Let me ask, um, so I'm not a member of the LGTV community, but uh, for the two of you, um, I'm wondering which which is the more acceptable Pride Month burger? Uh, is it is it this, the Rainbow Burger, or is it the uh, is it the Burger King one where they put... Uh, they have uh, tops only <laughs> and bottoms only. See, I think I the Burger King that. one because the the bottom buns only is the lesbian burger. The, the, listen, you're. I, I feel like you're projecting your own feelings onto no. a, onto an entire subculture, which I am also a part of, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> have you not seen the "and they were both bottoms" meme? I no, I I have. I just don't like the implication that all lesbians are bottoms. I I'm I'm going to dance around the the reason why I feel that way. <laughs> But it's okay. You don't need to. It, I mean, it, the writing's just, on the wall. I'm just memeing about the, the community I'm a part of. I'm that's I'm I'm allowed. Yes. Well, but, um, okay. Now that's I, now that's settled. Burger King. Think... You know what you need to do next year. You need to get 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 Bamco on the phone. Um, and you need to do a uh double the tie-in. It's both the Digimon Frontier anniversary celebration and. The uh, Pride Month celebration. There you go. The the ultimate fruit burger for Digimon Frontier and gay fans. I think. The, uh, don't call it fruit part. burger. That's not. <laughs> I can <laughs> say <not>. that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Mina. I just think like what's what's interesting is just like some like. This Burger King thing, like the two bottom buns and two top buns, multiple executives approved this. Multiple people looked at this and said, yeah, this will really get the youths <laughs> excited. It's incredibly funny. It's, it, it is really it, funny. It, I just, it, I, I'm not sure how in on the joke they are, if that makes sense. They are, oh, they aren't. But also, <laughs> if I were to pick one of those burgers, I would pick the two top burgers, because think of all those extra sesame seeds you're getting. Boom. Yeah, like, sure. honestly, like, the, whoever picks the two bottom burgers is a sucker, because you're, like, bottom burgers are just, like... Or bottom buns, rather, just have less bread. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're flatter. You're, you're getting less um, food for the same price. Maybe it's like, I don't know, 
maybe it's like they'll just do it based on what gender they think you are. <laughs> no, something like, something extra fucked up because you know how it has to be with brands and and, and getting involved in this mob. It has to they have to end up finding some way to make it extremely offensive. So you know that, they, that instead would be... of asking for your name when you get like the order, they just ask for your pronouns. <laughs> and yeah, like it's like oh, uh, oh welcome no. to welcome to Burger King. What are your pronouns? She her. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I I can't I can't believe. Um, the, just the very notion of, of Burger King and reading you for filth is the funniest thing. Yeah, didn't they didn't they change the name to Burger Queen one time? Or was, did I just imagine that? No, like, I think I, you're I, thinking of IHOP changing their name to IHOB. I, maybe, no, I think no, you I might was... be thinking. Tom, I think you might be thinking of the time Burger King tweeted, "Women belong in the kitchen," and then a bunch of tweets afterwards. That's that's right. That's right. Like. The, yes. how, how that's sexist and outdated, but it was too late because by then, like, 10,000 chuds had jumped on the bandwagon of quote retweeting it and being like, base Burger King. The way, the worst, the worst, uh, the worst marketing's done since. Uh, See, no, they, they had to have known what they were doing with that. Yeah, they were, they were uh, definitely courting controversy. It just backfired super hard because yeah. the people they were trying to, um, speak yeah. out against ended up embracing it and, and like, you know, it, it's it the most the classic. didn't work. Bad joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the fr- yeah. just like oh, we're edgy. Uh, except the internet will always be edgier, and also <laughs> infinitely yeah, like, worse. The the intention was for people to read the first tweet and go, "Oh, excuse me," and then their eyes go so wide that their monocles fall into their champagne glasses. But like, yes, it just didn't work because people read that first tweet and went, "Wow, that's shitty," and then just didn't read the rest. <laughs> like, great, nailed it. Burger King nailed it. I mean, um. <laughs> cool well anyway yeah so fan fest digimon frontier stuff and and that's it and burgers and burgers oh yeah and burgers yeah <laughs> yes. and burgers I'm, I'm half tempted to like well once once you posted that stone i was kind of like maybe i should give that a go and then i was like maybe first actually i should just try making burgers for the first time because <laughs> i'm not hey, i'm not taking that easy. important first step yeah, I, can, I know, but I I'm make not a killer turkey slider, so you need tips. I got to, I got you. That sounds pretty fucking good. Yeah. Anyway, food. Uh, we had a big food discussion last week, so maybe maybe we no don't need more to do it again this week. Yes. Nope. We're cutting it off here. We're gonna move on to our first episode of the day, unless unless we have any other news. I don't think so. No, I think we should. Street Fighter Six had characters had characters leaked. That's news. Um, <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan came out. That's news. Okay, yeah, there's also new oh, good, good for him. Not a bit Digimon. Him. Yeah, I'm really... <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Yeah. Hello there. Um, okay. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about Digimon. Frontier. Let's talk about Digimon. Most of you may not want to. Let's uh, let's talk about those Digimon. Episode 20, From Dawn to Duskmon, or in the sub, Mystery Warrior Hidden in Darkness, Duskmon. This was written in the dub by Michael Sorich and Mina. Do you have our sub-writer and director? Uh, yes, so it was written in Japanese by Yoshimi Narita and directed by Hiroyuki Kakudo. Kakudo's back at it again at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Anyways. There's a, there's, a, there's a name we've seen pop up a couple times this season. Just a few times. <laughs> so, the episode starts off with the Goon Squad. Of course, minus Grumblemon, because Rip Bozo. And Arbormon is yucking it up. He's working out. Mercurymon's 
speaking his wannabe old English. They're they're yucking it up, and they go to meet Cherubimon, who we see for the first time, but it's just hologram Cherubimon, and they all give him the fractal code that they've gathered to give their master all the, the, the big munchies. And Cherubimon notices that Mercurymon has Seraphimon's fractal code, but didn't want to give it over. And he's like, you can keep it for now, but one day I'm going to collect type of thing. And Mercurymon is like, how doth he knoweth that thine fractal code is for, for me? I bite my thumb at you, Cherubimon. And so Duskmon and Mercurymon, they sort of, you know... They're sort of getting into a verbal sparring match. Duskmon is questioning Mercurymon's loyalty. Mercurymon's calling Duskmon a coward, a huge coward, a huge baby coward for never fighting. And Duskmon starts to walk away as he, he's decided, I'm going to kill those children because they're annoying me. And you know what, Duskmon? Same. So, for the Chuckleheads, they've been riding on our good Trailmon buddy Franken towards the Rose Morning Star. And they see that despite it being like midday, it's, it's, a, it's a clear day, no, no clouds in the sky, sun is up, sun is bright, that they eventually just get to just this wall of darkness where the, the rose morning star and the continent of darkness is, which, great name for a continent, the continent of darkness. And they are literally tossed out of the train because Franken stops and then he zoomies out backwards out of sight and out of mind. And Pokemon's like, yes, this is the continent of darkness, and no one's been here before, because no one, there's nothing on it. And he opens his little book to look up writing on the continent of darkness, because they ask, and it's just all, like, pure black pages, which is incredibly funny. Very good gag. It, it reminds me, uh, this is maybe, maybe an obscure poll, but in, in one of the um, series of unfortunate events books, uh, the author is trying to demonstrate how dark um, a mine shaft the character is yes. looking into is. And yes. he just prints two full pages of solid black, and that's yep. what maybe we instantly think of. That's so, okay, okay, now that you mention it, yeah, that's perfect. So, Pokemon doesn't want to travel through the, the dark temple, dark gate, to the, the forest in the continent of darkness, but everyone's going off ahead. Takuya, as always, is not thinking, and everyone's like, yeah, like, we're heroes, we can do it type of deal and they go on ahead and Pokemon's like oh don't leave me type of thing and they enter the spooky scary forest from the third chapter of Paper Mario and they find some glowing moss to light their way and lead them along but they hear their voices being echoed back as they're talking and Koji just yeets that moss at some trees and they find Peepusmon a group of Peepusmon who are an adorable bat Digimon they're all peaceful and sweet and they reflect sound exactly because before before Koji eats it, they try to trip him up with tongue twisters, and it doesn't work. Because the Peepusmon just, you know, they they reflect the sound back perfectly. And so, just Pokemon, to cut in here. I can do this later if you want. But do you do you want to hear the, the the tongue twisters in both versions? Because let's 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 get that later. once we start, okay. we can get that after after we're done. Because I actually thought that the at least the English one there was a very a, a decently funny moment. So I'm and I was pretty curious to hear what they were. So we're almost done with this episode though. Yeah, so we'll put a put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Take notes. That'll be on the quiz. And Pokemon, he's all like, oh, like, these are so nice and peaceful. I can't believe that there are nice and peaceful creatures that live on a place called the Dark Continent. And Takuya's like, hey, why don't you write about this place and you can be the first Digimon to ever do so. And Pokemon finally realizes that, which I don't know why he didn't before. 
And before they can go into this spooky, scary cave, Arbormon comes out and he just straight up kicks and punches that group of Peepismon and eats them, eats their fractal code, and then slide evolves into Peldramon. And the Chuckleheads all slide evolve to, or not slide evolve, they beast spirit evolve to fight Peldramon. But Peldramon just eats trees and becomes huge and he becomes the lizard that cannot die and just repairs himself as they attack him. But then... As their attacks are sort of ineffective, Zoe and Takuya combine their attacks and get all that fractal code out of him. Koji kills Steels to get the Peldramon Beast Spirit. And they're all like, you should give up, Arbormon, because we got you cornered. And then Duskmon appears, and they're all like, who's that? And then Arbormon's like, hey, yo, I got a friend. Hey, let's go, let's go beat these kids with the baseball bat to the knee, eh? And uh, then Duskmon just kills Arbormon because he says he's useless. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I don't know, like, I don't know about both of you. I always found it really funny that, like, you have outlived your usefulness um, cliche in, in media. It just feels so, like, hilariously kind of productive. Because if, even if, like, Arbormon is, you know, weak and useless... It, surely it's still better to have more operatives, right? Like, I just think it's really funny, and um, I really hate the fact that Arbormon's dumb last line is like, oh, the, the ally of yesterday is the enemy of today, like, ruins what could have actually been, like, a pretty cool moment of, like, Duskbawn just one-shotting him. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably won't surprise you to hear that that was a, a, a dub original. Yeah, line. that doesn't surprise that doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> Dustmon is here to be the edge, edge, edgy person. He's black. Uh, he's black. Or Greymon now. Uh, to my chemical romance. <laughs> no, no, that's too. No, he listens to. Um, oh, I don't know. More like L- Lincoln Park. Let's be real. It, it, very Lincoln Park. Very Evanescence, um, maybe. Yeah, a bit of Evanescence. Um, yeah, all that sort of thing. My my chem's a bit too. I don't know, a bit too upmarket for, for him. A bit too, um, a bit too uh, new school for him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if this episode did come out in 2001, all I'm saying. Yes, that is true. That is true. Um, he would have been all over that Daredevil soundtrack, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're, you're so right. So he's in here to basically just be, you know, incredibly cliche edgelord or whatever. But like, he's Black War Greymon. This is the it, this is yeah. the epitome of Black War Greymon in terms of like the the over edginess that kind of circles well, into mopey. goofiness type of deal. Like he, he he's not mopey though. Like maybe he'll get that because stuff happens in the next episode, which I don't really care much for. But the, in this episode, he is he is none of the mopiness. He's just the like, you know, he's the guy skulking in the corner. Plotting. He's Starscream, basically. He's he's got Starscream energy. Well, uh, sort of. Uh, he I, wishes. I he, maybe maybe Mercury Mon is more Starscream in this, and and then he's more like uh, I don't know enough Transformers to bring this comparison full circle. But <laughs> the point the point is is that him just showing out of nowhere and just going, all right, well you'll probably you, you we probably don't need any more of you. <laughs> They're just murking um, Arbormon is fine by me to be honest because yeah I don't know. No, I, I like I, Arbormon. I'm sad he got murked. I like I liked Petaldramon. Um, and then they decided to make Petaldramon job to the the, the chuckleheads. So. Uh, but, no, but really wasn't it cool that... when he jumped up in the air and spun all his limbs out like he was in arms and killed all those bats? <laughs> I, I did think it was yes. it was really funny how um, 
the gang never even gets a proper fight with Arbormon. Like they they fight Petaldermon in every wow, single battle, right. including this one. I'm okay with that. I feel like I don't know how much more la- longevity uh, the uh, Batman voice had. Uh, the the, the no, Batman I voice could, had. I could have been up for like twelve more episodes of it. I love Arbormon. <laughs> he literally says. In the first 30 seconds of this episode, he says, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's the best. I love him. You're um, never going to change yeah, so, my mind on that. I love my son. It's kind of a shame he jobs out, but also he's not hes not a character. So I, I, it's whatever. It's fine. It's its not its not a problem. <laughs> um, I mean, the point of this episode is really just to introduce Dus Duskmon. And that's fine. I'm not a huge fan of how they're just pulling... A lot of the a lot of the stuff that happens here around the Goon Squad um, is very much just kind of a, a probably ass pull. Like, I think there was something that kind of gave the indication that Seraphimon was in trouble, but like having her basically killed off screen is really. You mean Ophanimon? Sorry, yes, Ophanimon. Yes, that's who I meant. Right. I'm. I think I'm getting confused. Um, Seraphimon. Right, yeah, they killed Seraphimon and they have his data. They, yeah. They, yeah, okay, no, I'm sorry, that was completely my fault. I got got confused there. Take a laugh. I was thinking Ophanimon was who they were talking about. Never mind. I think I got confused because I know Pokemon has the egg, which is Seraphimon, but yet yeah. they've oh, got speaking, the Seraphimon's data. Of, uh, Bokemon, so... him, wanting, him not wanting to hide in the dark closet. Uh, happy Pride. <laughs> um. I thought, yeah, I I thought the scene of them like being scared to go into the gate was kind of something weird about that scene. I don't know why. <laughs> it just struck me as like strange. Like I feel like something really awful should have happened to them, and like immediately, not like you know the just the general everything that goes on with Dustmon, which is bad enough. But like Pokemon just being like, oh, if you go in there, you're gonna die, and then they're all going, well, screw it, we're going in there anyway, because <laughs> Tsukiyo said so. It's just, it just felt a bit unnatural. I feel like, and it was kind of the point yeah. of the episode, but uh, something about it just felt off to me. I don't know. I don't know if you of you felt similar. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it, it's it's very bizarre how the group's fate in Takuya seems to kind of fluctuate from episode to episode. In some episodes, they're like, "Oh, who died? Me, you, leader." And then in some episodes, just like just they just unquestionably follow him into the void. <laughs> No yeah. matter where he's going. Hey guys, we're going into the void. Oh, okay. <laughs> we may never come out. No one has charted this void, but we're going to go in. Bo- oh yeah, okay. That sounds great. Pokemon, Pokemon read some stuff in his book about this area, which like sent the fear of God into him, and and yet they just don't care. <laughs> just, oh, that Pokemon. <laughs> never mind. Let's Takuya's up for it, so let's go. I've, I, I, it just feels like there's some moments where they they really buy into Takuya's over overflowing. Uh, courage or whatever it's supposed to be um and uh, and then there's some points where it's just completely grating to them um i know this is the storyline of well these episodes i guess but uh i don't know <laughs> maybe some maybe some more dissent dissent can't come from pokemon he's a comic belief character it doesn't really work <laughs> so yeah I I'm not I'm not the only one who giggled like a maniac at uh, at Peepismon, right? I think it's one of the funniest no, yeah, names for a Digimon possible. It's a great name. Peepismon. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's come up before on the podcast. I'm not sure. It, we, no, like, we, it, it we came, made the tweet because, a long time ago. Yeah, when, it, about the Peepus room. Back in in season one, I I made a semi-viral tweet, a a, a banger. Um, Oomphy <laughs> went viral. 
the the Peepusmon uh like wiki entry to the the Peepus room um Griffin McElroy picture. Back when, back when talking about the McElroys was cool, <laughs> um, instead of kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway. I, I think Griffin's still. I think Griffin's still all right. I think it's mostly. Let's be real. It's mostly um, a certain Travis. other brother who's yes. made an ass of themselves all over the news. Yeah. But still. <laughs> I'm strange, so but I would love to hold Harry Styles' hand. Apropos of nothing, of course. <laughs> that one's gone over me, but also, yeah, that sounds like something they would say. Um, so, anyway. Um, it's um, still funny. It's like it's like they misspelled Pepsi. Uh, yeah, um, I, or like they misspelled Beepus. Like, I get yeah, it. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be based uh. on like, the Peepistrel bat, but taking the funniest part of Peepistrel and turning it into a Digimon name is just it just tickles me a certain way. Oh no, completely. It's 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 not. It has a good mouthfeel, and it's also hilarious. Yeah, Peepus. Like you could just say Peepus a bunch. Speaking of Peepmon, that would be a great name. Or Peepimon. No, you can't call it Peepimon. No, I mean you should call it Peepismon either. But you know they they did. Speaking of mouthfeel, yes. Want to hear those tongue twisters? Yes, I would like to. All right. So, oh, no, okay. No, what, what we should do, if you can read them out, and then we, we attempt them? try and repeat them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Do you have them written down? Maybe, I have maybe them written post down, them in the yeah. chat. Post them in the chat then, and we can, we can go, okay. <laughs> go with them. Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll each, no, that's actually, that sounds great, actually. Okay, Um. so this is this is Zoe's English one that I'm posting here, okay? Uh, uh, talk, okay. can I do this one? Because I'm the, uh, I'm the Italian. Go for it, yes. Beetles batter better and butter. That's that's really a tongue twister. Zoe, come on, you can't even get a tongue twister right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and this is that's yeah. This is her one. Japanese one. Nama mugi, nama gome, nama tamago. So I'm assuming I got it, some of those words right. Yeah, it translates to raw wheat, raw rice, raw egg. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay, you, you ready for Takuya's Tom? Yeah, let's let's do it. Alright, here's here's his English one. Six sick bricks might bring back a snack. Is that Very a tongue? I've never good. heard that one before. No, yeah, that's, that's like... the might kind of ruins that one. That's, that's that's like a good like that's like a break, you know. You want yeah. all the words to be like consistent flow yeah. of uh, fuckery, basically. And, and here's here's his Japanese one. Tokyo Tokyo Kayuka Kayuku. Yeah, so it, it translates lot, but... translates into English as uh, Tokyo Patent Licensing Department. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, I like that actually. That's very Tokyo, funny. Tokyo Tokyo Tokyo. Nerds. And... <laughs> here's here's Tommy's. Are you ready for this slum? Okay, oh, well, I, I, I have to do I... Tommy's. I have to do Tommy's because that okay. is my name. Okay. And then Sloan, you can do you can do JP's. Sorry. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Piper poked and picked a pack of pickle peppers. Very good. Very that, good. That's actually nice. very good. I don't think I could have done I, that. I, I'm proud of myself for that one. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good, good tongue performance there. Okay, right, never said that again. Um, happy Pride. Japanese one. Tanari no Kyo... Oh, I fucked it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me try again. Let me try again. Um, Tanari no Kyaku wa Yoku Kakiku Kaku da. Very good. So, yeah, Fluent. In, in, Jap- in Japanese, <laughs> he, he's saying... 
Uh, the person next to me eats a lot of persimmon. That's okay. Yes, I think That's... I think someone has to say, especially an eight-year-old, uh, quite often. Eight-year-olds love and talking about persimmon. Here's here's JP. Toy boat, 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 toy boat. Yeah, I forgot to do the Sorry, that's my bad. That was a bad performance. And and then here's this Japanese one. Ready? Okay. Ao makigami aka makigami ki makigami. Faster. You cheated. Ao makigami aka makigami ki makigami. There we go. That's better. Hey, nice. And yeah, what what that means is um, blue curly hair, red curly hair, yellow curly hair. Okay. Purple burglar alarm. <laughs> Should have had to do one. <laughs> um, no. God, I I adore that clip so much. <laughs> Let me try to yeah. say purple burglar alarm in his accent. Yeah, it, it, go, go go look up Limmy purple burglar alarm <laughs> if. Uh, if Anyone listening hasn't seen that because you're, you're, you're crease. Um, purple bug yeah, that's, alarm. <laughs> yeah. Purple. 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 Yeah, that was a really, that was a fun bit. I, I, I will admit that. <laughs> JP that, messing up toy uh, boat was, at, was actually like, that actually got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. the one? It's like buggy bumpers or something like that. Rubber, Rubber buggy baby bu- buggy oh, bumpers. <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. No, I'm sorry I didn't do that one. Um, I felt the first two, I had no idea. Uh, the third one's a classic. It's it's and, difficult because uh, they have to match the mouth flaps while also doing tongue twisters. So yeah. I think the first two were, yes. were invented to, to try to, to fit the um, the flaps they had. Do you think Beatles battle better and butter? Right in now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think Beatles um, does. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Um, Speaking of Beetlemon, I just want to say real quick: there is a line he has when they're in the when they first enter the the dank, spooky forest, where he says to Zoe, "Luckily, there is this terrific guy there waiting to come to your rescue." And I like audibly, like loudly shivered. I was like, yes. "Oh, like this is this was the." I was rooting for JP a little bit these past few episodes. He wasn't doing too bad, but then he went full insult with that. That was that was like very robotic as well. I was like, "Hello, female." I may I may be here for comfort. Should you need it or whatever, it's like it was like some incredibly like uh, yeah, just cringe. Obviously, he, but like, he's filming his really pickup like line spat. TikToks for uh, with that <laughs> with the hashtag Sigma Grind set. He was downloading them from from Reddit, um, downloading more 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 pickup lines. Um, it, it, no, it just there were two there were two bits. Yeah, that's like the first bit, and then the next episode there's also a cringe GP bit, but yeah, uh, the very different energy from this one was worse. But yeah, it was very flat. Um, it was like Speaking of flat, would say. Uh, Takuya, when he's burning Greymon, he's really phoning it in now. It feels like, like was that just uh, me? Like he he does not like he is not putting much energy into it. He his voice sounds like he's dying. Like yeah. I can see why that guy quits the show because like yeah exactly he, he's, he's yeah. he was again, not but... holding up well. Yeah. I think we're we're within like ten episodes of of Dave Wittenberg taking over um, his Digimon roles for him. I'm not surprised. It's it's yeah, just just like the whole. He sounds like he's got like smoker's cough now at this point. Like it's just like the the amount of like uh, rasp to his like performance, uh, when, especially when he's in like a Goonimon mode or whatever, is is kind of intense. So um, yeah, it it kind of it, it's kind of fun for like uh, like adds adds a fair bit to. A little bit more like spice to the character, so to speak, but like 
um, it's very like service level, obviously, and also it's probably not worth like the potential damage to his vocal cords, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, yeah. especially maybe sure. maybe I'm just a hater, but I, I kind of feel like that's on him. <laughs> I feel like no one else in the show is you know yelling that hoarsely, and they're still getting their, their hot blooded spirit out. I think maybe if you're hurting your voice, Michael Rise, from screaming so much, you should simply scream better. <laughs> you saying he peaked? Mm. Or he peaked uh, two seasons ago. Listen, all I'm saying is that Sean Schimmel has been doing Goku screams for 30 years now, and that dude's solid as a rock. Whereas Dick Lasagna literally had to take a break from voicing Broly because he couldn't, he could, <laughs> his throat couldn't handle doing screams. And yes. it's like, hmm. Who, who, one of you is stronger than the other. Who voices Vegeta again? Because, like, they've probably been at it, you know, a similar amount. That's well. um, Chris, Christopher Sabat. Yeah. So yeah, those two are like, yeah, they're like the the like gods of the scene for like amount of anime screaming that they've had to do. So, uh, yeah. yeah, pretty good. Um, I like that. Speaking of voices, um, Trubimon, um, I wasn't expecting the like, you know, the voice of the person that reads the law in Doom. Uh, to uh, to be there voicing <laughs> Trubimon, like that's that's a, I I also had my own specific poll if if you don't mind me going for it because, yeah go, go for it so do either of you know the game Harvester yes you know I know of it I've not I've not sit down and watched uh, the Mike whatever his name is um story uh so you know like the Sergeant at Arms that speaks in like the the voice vaguely yeah. That that no. that was honestly my first connection to um like he's just doing like that same like voice. It's yeah yeah. So so Cherubimon is voiced by by Paul Saint Peter, and that's the same dude who voices uh, Leomon, you know the the Soul Calibur uh, announcer. And he know. voiced and he voiced Cherubimon before in uh in Hurricane Touchdown Golden Digimentals. Yeah, I just I think my problem with this delivery is that he goes too, like, monster with it. And Shurimon, like, the entire point of Shurimon is that he's not a monster. Like, his whole beef with the other Celestial Digimon is you treat Beast Digimon like they're beasts, even though we're we're just as intelligent as as you are. Um, See, this is is part of the deep human Digimon propaganda that is even going (laughs) from the showrunners. And yeah, like I, I even I even checked the Japanese version out of Curiosity, and his voice there is very smooth and and suave. Even that sounds so great. It was, it was an intentional choice to give him like this really over the top, like deep and raspy voice um, in the dub, and I'm, I'm not sure I, I appreciate it. I think Paul St. Peter's a great voice actor, but I feel like his his incredible voice is kind of being squandered here by forcing him to do like a generic monster uh, voice. Yeah. I feel like there could be some happy medium between, like, his, like, Leomon voice and his, like, that voice that he did before. Yeah. He, he He's very, um, he's very, like, uh, Mr. Claw from, um, or Dr. Claw. I was God, like, Dr. yeah, that's, that's what I was looking Mr. for. Yeah, the entire time I was like, this sounds like a cartoon supervillain, but yeah. I couldn't remember which one. Please, next, Dr. Next Claw time, was my gadget. father. <laughs> Call me Mr. Claw. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's hard voice to do, but yeah, it's effective. Uh, it's just yeah, I, from what I remember of Trubimon, and, and granted, what the the thing I remember Trubimon from is a fucking fever dream, but um, it's I'm not sure the voices were entirely what I expected. <laughs> just knowing that Trubimon is like a big clown thing. If you've never seen him before, and like this is your first exposure, and you know you're seeing him now, and like you're just seeing his like facial expression in the fire or whatever. 
yeah, it kind of fits, but like the whole true man as a whole, I feel like maybe it doesn't entirely fit having that like having that like yeah, Doctor Claw voice uh, going on. I don't know. That's just me. But yeah, it only um, took us twenty episodes to finally see Trubimon in hologram form. Maybe in another <laughs> twenty, we'll see the rest of him yeah. in hologram form. I mean, honestly, I wasn't expecting it for some reason. I just figured it'd be like the last ten episodes before we saw Trubimon at this rate. So it was kind of it's kind of nice to be wrong about that. But yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it at least at least he's here now, and and you know he's giving instructions. I like the. Um, I'm not sure where it's going, slash I'm half expecting it to not go anywhere, but I like the weird, like, descent and, like, trip, double, like, backstabbing, like, double triple agent thing going on with, like, Mercury Mon, Dusk Mon, and Cherubi Mon, or, like, Cherubi Mon just instantly seen, seen through Mercury Mon's totally shit idea. Not to tell his boss he's got Seraphimon's digi- digi- elemental code or whatever. If, yeah, it feels like felt, a very dumb yeah. move on Truby's mom's part to be like, hey, I know you have that fractal code. Anyways, like, you know what, champ, go for it. Go keep it. It was very much like, I don't know, it's kind of like, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, like the, the film, the first one. Uh, it, it felt very much like the sort of Thanos, like, Thanos, um, I forget how you say his name. Like the Thanos um, Ronin stuff. Yeah. Where it's just like, this guy is a scrub and does not matter in the slightest. I'm just going to sit here on my big throne and just like manspread uh, while <laughs> you go off and uh, await oblivion. Like, <laughs> you just if they have that similar sort of vibe. So, and Mercury Mon just be like, damn it, how did he see through my, my cunning ruse? <laughs> it's like, well, because uh, it was not cunning or a ruse, really. You, it's um, like, bro, you are literally telling everyone how cool you are because you have uh, Seraphimon's fractal code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like the kid on the playground who can't wait to show you his 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 new Yu-Gi-Oh card. Like, he's just pulling his his associates aside and be like, hey, check this out. <laughs> he flashes the data at them. And then, and then the teacher comes over to take the cards away and he's like, damn it! How did he know? <laughs> how did he know? <laughs> Yes, I don't know. It's actually hologram shining into the teacher's eyes from outside. Um, there's, it, it's yeah, it, that whole. I don't know why they're doing it or where it's gonna go. I, I assume at some point Mercury Mom will like try and attack Trubimon and just get absolutely owned or something. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the point Maybe is we'll here. Maybe we'll see. Like, Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Um, and just just one there to like, <laughs> um, you know pour salt in the wound or whatever you want to say it's really funny as well just make your mind having yet another person to be extremely bitchy with um is is very good yeah uh, in my opinion it's, i'm just it's, i'm just it's, really it's glad fun. that darren norris is sort of just giving it his all with doing like the goofiest voice he can because it makes those yes. like scenes where he's like ruminating to no one on the roof of their like weird castle and he's just chewing the scenery like much more palatable to me yeah, yeah. So Mercury Mon, I think I think my ranking of the Goon Squad is very much Mercury Mon is at the top just for being a complete bitch uh, in the best way. Um, <laughs> Happy Pride. Petaldramon yeah. is probably like a close second, I think. Nemon is, uh, is right, by the way. Um, Petaldramon is cool. He is, uh, yeah. That, yes. that, that actually made me laugh out loud. That was, I love, yeah. <laughs> I love how absolutely clueless Nemon is. Like, he could, he could like, <laughs> literally be staring at the barrel of a gun and he'd be like, neat. Neat, a gun. <laughs> Sick. Um, yeah, and also Petaldramon, like, like, as he's getting owned, he has these, like, weird, like, very sing-song 
cries of pain or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh. Honestly, I think I think his faces were the best part of that scene. Every time he gets like hit yeah. from behind, he turns around with like the most like <laughs> bitch what look I've ever seen. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I really appreciate, like in a bad guy, like a villain who can just repair themselves, like with no issue. I'm always a big fan of that for some reason. So him, yeah. like having like getting like holes in his body, and then the moss just like growing over it. I thought that was actually like a pretty yeah. fun touch. That's fun. I, it's it's much. It's the same kind of staple as like when the villain just no sells all the attacks, uh, which we'll be seeing very shortly. Um, but it's way more fun because at least you have like a neat animation there. And yeah, like, it's honestly you know, to yeah. me it it does more to show how terrifying the villain is because um, yes. if they're just no selling it, then it's like oh okay, so like it's boring them. They just don't. Like they're they're just a stone in the stream. Then they just they just don't react to any external yeah. stimuli. But like if the villain's getting blasted to shit and like thrown around and and cut open and whatever, and they're still coming back from it, like that's that's like Terminator to me. Like that's that's visceral. Yeah, that's that's cool. rad. I, Again, I I really I I love yeah. Heldramon, and I really appreciate like that. This is sort of, like I do think he went out in kind of like a boring manner because it's just oh Takuya and Zoe like smash their tax together and said we win now but like him sort of like getting huge because he's just eating all these trees and then just yes. repairing himself instantaneously like that's actually kind of cool i gotta say sloan sloan he eats one tree and then suddenly he gets five times bigger doesn't he eat more and trees he he's sur- I, I swear he only eats one he only and eats then gets to that size yeah at first yeah. He, he he noms on one tree and it makes him like six times bigger yeah, that just and like, eat your yeah, so kids. he, he just could have should have keep doing. Uh, and I keep I said this before, but I will reiterate this now that we've seen like the healing factor thing going on. Uh, he is just that one SCP. He yeah, is the he, lizard like SCP. I said, he's I, the I, lizard I, that cannot you. die. Yeah, he hundred percent. Except when he absolutely does die. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad when he just gets. You know, they're like, what if we combine our powers? And then they do, and then he just gets owned. <laughs> Like, it's kind of fun to have them being, like, the big, like, rallying cry, like, no, we're not getting owned today, and then and then they actually fight back and win. That's kind of nice, just from a, like, a... But also, I want to see Petaldramon win. Yeah, also, Petaldramon's pretty cool, uh, but also, he got replaced, he, get, he then gets replaced with, uh, uh, you know, a, a cooler villain, I'm gonna say. At least, no. At least temporarily cooler. Okay. Um, I've got my problems. He is voiced by yeah, Crispin Freeman, so he is pretty cool. Crispin Freeman. What else? Does, what else? Winston does he Overwatch. Is he Winston oh. Overwatch? He's Winston Overwatch. Uh, let's see. Okay. He's. If we're just looking at video games, he played Will Turner in Kingdom Hearts Two. Um, he played. Tom, did you ever see? Did you ever see um, Promare? I didn't. Know. No, I never saw it. No. Okay, well, you gotta see Promare first of all. Second of yeah, all, he's, no, he's no. the the main antagonist of that. And he does a great job. He's uh, a okay. Regal Bryant in Tales Symphony, as I mentioned a few episodes back. Love him. He's great. Yeah. He's um. Seeing a lot of old old school anime. Uh. So yeah. Um. He definitely he voices recognize, Adelbert but I think Steiner I... in Chocobo GP. I think often when I see him, oh, oh, great! Um, I think I'm often, glad often finally when I see... someone reacted. I was like, "Dang, I am being so no sold." <laughs> so a lot of that stuff I just generally didn't have a reaction to because, like, I haven't played Tales of Symphonia or any Tales game really. You should but, play Tales of um, Symphonia. Yeah, ch- it's a very good Tales game. Chukamu ch- ch- GP. Oh God, uh, what, a, what a miss! Um, yeah, whenever I see his name, I think I just think of uh, Crispin Glover. 
uh, from yeah. Back to the Future. <laughs> that's honest. So, that's honestly. But, uh, uh, that's almost what I say sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's not just me then. That's good. Um, but yeah, no. This this dude has a stacked roster. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of glad that Albumon got, got disposed of because I again I like that Ujimon. Albumon's got a funny voice, but yeah, he was kind of he was kind of done. I'm just happy for them to just you know continue to get through the Goon Squad because yeah. we spent so long on Grumblemon. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, oh God. that's what I was gonna say. It is don't very nice that. that Arbormon did not overstay his welcome nearly as much. Like he. He has his few episodes like that really focus on him. He has the burger episode. He has the uh, the bizarre episode, and then he has like a yeah. big fight, and then he's done. And I'm 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 fine with that. Yeah, that's more than okay. Um, speaking of um, well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, you tell me if this is more than okay, uh, Sloane. Um, we get another Zoji moment in this show. Uh, I'm not really feeling the Zoji ship right now. It's just I don't know. Are you ever? <laughs> Are you ever gonna? I mean, what's the alternative? To, if you had to ask me, like, if you put like a, a a weapon to my head and had to ask me to ship Zoe with someone, yeah, uh, you'd say Koji. I guess Koji. And you can't ship her with like the, the sea or like you know the some sea. other sort of so, a pair of uh, some mad loafers. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> It's a very vibrant image. Um, well, because we're, we're talking about Arbermon, he's Italian. The Italian mafia yeah, says, true. I'm going to fit you for a pair of cement loafers. I guess yeah. I would pick Zoji, <laughs> but like, even then, like. Z- Zoe waking up next to a Senchamon head in, a, in her bed or something <laughs> like that. Centaur, even. Um, but yeah. Um, God. Yeah. Um, it's so, it's so, there's nothing there. She's just the girl, and then sometimes they put a ship moment there because they want to get you. But I'm I'm smarter than that. I am immune to propaganda. Yes, me, uh, any JPEG only... with Mimi and Joe in it. I wonder who that's for. You reject you reject any uh, any official ship and would just make up your own based off of absolutely nothing at all. We, hey, we know how, we know how you how you work. There there's there <laughs> there is not nothing at all. Go back and listen to the tapes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Mina's been quiet. I see. So. Um, let's <laughs> let's move on. Sorry, I was. I've like, so really had up to here with you. No, sorry, I got a really important <laughs> message out of nowhere, and I had to I had to answer. It really oh, quick. I'm sorry. No, sorry, I didn't mean. To, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I just thought you had no no interest in the shipping talk. Um, no, I mean like I. You're right. I don't. But <laughs> but also, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was I was otherwise predisposed. I I have no horse in this race because. To ship any of these characters will require me to be even a little bit emotionally invested in them. Yeah, yeah that's the correct answer. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, I um, will say in a cool moment, it wasn't shown, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm taking it as it is that Cory Kakumon like suplexes pedal giant Pedalgermon because you see he grabs him, and then you see like they do the zoom out shot, and he like gets toppled over. So I'm taking that as Cory Kakumon suplexed, uh. Pedalgermon, and that's another reason why Tommy is the best character in this show. Yes. Well, we knew that anyway. But but it's, it's nice more confirmation. Yeah. Con- yeah. Continuing confirmation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I feel like Positivity Corner is kind of moot for this episode because we've we've not we've not been terribly like harsh on it really. We've had we've had stuff to say really. But does anyone want to? Yeah. I, I think I think let's just do our, our our official like let's all I'll settle on um 
The Pedaldramon fight, like where he repairs himself and stuff. I just, I just think Pedaldramon's deal of getting big and repairing himself and kind of being a little bit of a menace, even though he gets bodied too quickly. Like I, I like that. I, I like Pedaldramon's presence as, as a, a, a boss monster in this episode. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Um, I think my, my favorite part of this episode was the beginning when, um, Mercurymon and, and Arbormon are having a conversation and. The in, yeah, the entire time, um, Mercurymon is, like, sniping at him, but Arbormon's too stupid to understand yeah. what he's saying. Like, he's like, he's like, thou hast more enthusiasm than brains, and Arbormon's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I love, Arbormon's the best, he's my sweet son. It was, it was actually really good, because, like, Mercurymon was getting, like, audibly frustrated at the fact that none of his insults were penetrating. He's, Arbormon is too stupid to be mean to. Yeah, like he's he's trying to be snarky, but Arbormon's just like he's just so ignorant that it um he just no sells it in the most hilarious yeah. way. It, it's really funny. Arbormon is too stupid to get upset uh, in the same way that Takuya is too stupid to get scared uh, by the giant uh, yeah. demon door. Um, yeah, no, I I was gonna say my moment was the also the um just 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 uh, um mom like sniping and 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 like being underhanded and getting owned by Chewie uh, So that whole scene so made, me, made me laugh. But I, w- I will say, just for something completely different to that, I'll just say the, yeah, the ending where Dustmon shows up and just immediately kills off uh, Arbormon just, just, just for being unnecessarily uh, 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 you know, OTT. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, yeah. Uh, before we move on, there's one line I, I just remembered. Or when they get kicked out, JP says, I've been dumped before, but never quite like that. It's like, no, you haven't, JP. You've never been dumped before. Stop lying. Everyone in this group knows you're, you're an idiot. Everyone, mm. you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. You have not been dumped, and we all know it. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's got to get some confidence from somewhere, right? Some, like, completely unfounded confidence. <laughs> but maybe it's like, I don't know. Yeah. There's one thing about JP. I, I, he doesn't seem insecure. <laughs> so... Um, I guess. Maybe he should be. I mean, but... I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> he should be, but he's not. Yeah, I don't know. Also, yeah, a weird line. I didn't, I didn't catch that one, but yeah, you, you, you are correct. That is a strange line. So, Tom, you wanted to take us away on episode 21? Absolutely, yes. Um, so, yeah, episode 21, Darkest Before Duskmon, or as it's titled in Japan, Total Destruction of the Five Warriors, Terrifying Dark Power. This aired in Japan on September the 1st, 2002, December the 18th, 2002 in the States, written by Seth Walter, Walter, how do we say his name? And do you have the Japanese writer? Yes. In uh, Japanese, written by Akatsuki Yamatoya. Fuck you. <laughs> and directed by Atsutoshi Umazawa. Okay. Uh, I feel like the fuck you maybe not earned for this episode in particular, but I'm sure not not for this episode. But I'm never forgiving him for the beach episode. Okay, so. that, yeah, that, was, I mean, that, that was them. That was them. Okay, more than I, fair. I, I have trouble keeping up with the names sometimes. So, right, good to know. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this episode continues basically immediately after the last one. True two parter here. So Dustmon, of course, just killed Arbormon off, and so he immediately begins fighting off all the other members of Chuckleheads. The theme of this fight is basically that. You know, he's making 
short work of all of them. You know, he's they're basically no match for Dustmon. He's quite powerful. He's absorbing attacks and stuff like that. But the theme of the fight is that Takuya is basically being very hot-headed and reckless. Not exactly a team player at all. And so Lobamon tells everyone that, hey, maybe we should get the hell out of here. So they do. Koji and all the other kids run away. Takuya's not thrilled about this. Takuya thinks he's got Dustmon on the ropes because he used a... I the name of the attack, but it's like the volcanic tornado thing. Wildfire Tsunami. Wildfire Tsunami. That's a good name. I should remember that. Um, it, it's a pretty good name yeah. for wasted on a chucklehead. It's fine. So, yeah, he thinks he's got him in the ropes, but like he followed the other members of the chuckleheads to get away. And there's basically a lot of bickering about them, whether or not, you know, that was the right idea or not. Koji's like, no, that guy was clearly OP. We should have got the hell out of there. Takuya thinks he's being, you know, pathetic. And yeah, it's just generally like a lot of that sort of thing. But Pokemon breaks up the fighting to suggest they all eat instead. And they're basically biding their time and trying to recharge before Dustman catches up with them again. So they end up having another... They, they sort of... Takuya and Tommy end up trying to come up with a plan to defeat Dustman. It's not a very good plan. And he basically just says... The, the plan is basically that Takuya, you know, stops Dustman. And then after he does that... Or the others can attack. Not much meat to the plan at all. Everyone else is kind of like, yeah, sure, that's a great plan. But Koji calls him out on his bullshit, and, and he's very much like, this is this is stupid. You're gonna get us all killed. It's a very kind of like emotional back and forth with Koji. Koji is very, you know, he's he's not kidding himself about their ability to take on Duskmon. They aren't. He thinks there's no he's no match for them. Taku naturally thinks that Koji is being very sort of cowardly and such, and has no time for any of this. But Koji makes it clear that you know he's not willing to put the lives of the other three in danger, and you know he's not going to let Takuya do that. Turns out though, Dustman catches up with them fairly quickly after that, and and you know they have to fight regardless. They end up enacting the plan sort of. Takuya as a Greenymon tries to put Dustman into like a into like a like a hold um and then the others he's attack. doing the he's doing the goku piccolo thing exactly exactly yeah yeah so <laughs> so yeah. um it's a full nelson yeah goku has raditz in the fornos and then the others attack with all their beams except gokunimon doesn't also die <laughs> he, he kind of jumps out of the way but the attack is basically ineffective as duskmon absorbs all the attacks that's kind of his gimmick so duskmon kind of goes to attack gokunimon duskmon seems like clearly offended by Takuya's plan and <laughs> just being so shit and he goes to like basically muck Takuya but Koji as Kendo Gurumon jumps in the way and takes the attack and then as this happens so Takuya's like screaming Koji's name you're like Koji oh no because Dustman's attack basically rips the spirit from Koji he's no longer got the spirit of Kendo Gurumon but while Takuya's saying Koji enough this is triggering some sort of you know memory or something it's abundantly obvious Dustman is some sort of character who knows who Koji is. Um, no, he does. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> How? Why would that even be? It's not like humans can turn into Digimon. It's just a hunch. Just a hunch. Um, anywho, uh, um, it's not. I think it's, pro- it's probably worth pointing out at this point that in the Japanese version, um, both Lobomon and Duskmon have German names for their attacks. <gasps> bam, bam, bam. Um, also, there's a character who I've not seen before in all the Frontier 20 universe who merchandise. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm uh, sure that's I'm sure that's nobody. Okay, yeah, no, they added they added him in later. It's just a fun character. That's their friend Steve, but he's just he only shows up in the last episode to say, "Hey, welcome back, guys. I missed you." <laughs> it's it's Roy Simpson or whatever. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> anywho, so while this is all happening, a bunch of darkness 
starts appearing. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's literally what happens. It's just a pub. Like, Dustmonster's screaming in pain, like, hey, Koji, what does that mean? Uh, and then all the area gets, like, enveloped in darkness, and Takuya finds himself at, like, a weird station called the Dark Terminal. And the uh, Treomon there offers him a ride home. And Takuya takes it. And it leaves on a cliffhanger with Rika being like, what the hell is he doing? Um, yeah. He's finally leaving the series, thank God. Anyway, so this is the last episode of Digimon Frontier. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be moving on to see. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this this is a really great season. Uh, very small season for some reason. But uh, retrospective next week. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, Takuya is doing the MGF promo. He's like, fire me, Tony! Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, um... Let's talk about this episode, which I thought was kind of good in principle. <laughs> but... Can I can I yeah. offer my take and that I feel like I'm I'm doing an updated uh character ranking. I think Takuya hits the bottom this episode. I think he surpasses even Zoe in being the character who sucks the most. They they need to give him like the this is the episode where like they exaggerate one of his character flaws. But the problem is, oh, is that no, totally. his entire character is a flaw, so it doesn't yeah. really work. That, that's yeah. the thing. It's like there is no character. Like they're doing it because they want to have him like have like the because it's like remember in Adventure where Ty had like he was way too overzealous and was putting everyone in danger almost because he was like, oh, we we can't die in here. If you yes. die in the game, you don't die in real life type of thing. And then Izzy was like, hey, you literally almost walked to electric fence, stupid type of deal. And then he got kind of like really shaken. And like he went, and then everything that was happening in the Edamon arc. This is what like they're trying to do that, but they're not doing it good mm. because they're suddenly making Takuya have like the hugest head imaginable when he already had a big one, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Man, I sure am the guy who sucks, and I got depression. Time to take this train, bye guys." Type of deal. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not until he gets well, it's not until Koji like does the get down Mr. President that he actually gets to that moment. Up until that, even though Koji's like telling him he's an idiot, he has he has like completely unshakable confidence in himself. And then uh And it, it's just it just feels so totally unearned too. Yeah. Because like literally everyone in the group says to Takuya, he was so fucking strong. Like he wasn't even using like a fraction of his power. And Takuya like Takuya fought him too. Takuya saw him no sell his strongest attack. Yeah. And he got and he yet, got he got command grabbed into the hard knockdown. Yeah, and yet like he still he still has this unearned confidence and it, it feels so weird because like, oh, you know, we defeated Arbermon, we can do anything. It's like actually, technically <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't you that did the Avermont. That was Duskmon who one shot him. Yeah. After yes. after you managed to to you know using all of your combined power take down one of his forms. I have no idea why you're fucking around and not thinking you're gonna find out. It just feels <laughs> like, like it just feels like it feels like a really me- like weirdly like unfortunately meta moment where he's like, oh we've got this far we can do anything. It's like he's basically saying like he might as well have said we're in a cartoon. We're gonna win, like, it, and and that's like the reason for his confidence, or whatever. Not like he like, knows he has plot armor, but then they took it away without him yeah, knowing. It's not even like, oh, we've been in this like incredibly close scrapes, but like, you know, remember that time we were able to do this or that to escape? It's like all those victory is just sort of being, you know, things that just sort of arbitrarily happened, <laughs> and uh, it's I don't know, he's, he's got no reason to be this confident. Um, yeah. It feels like one of these things where, like, they need because they want 
they have the character conflicts picked out and they're like plotted in a certain way and then they need to reach those they need to hit all those beats and reach the conclusion but they don't want to or care or acknowledge the fact that there's no work being done beforehand to get the characters to this point like it's not how you write a tv show like you can't just have a point where it says when we get to episode 21 we need we're gonna have this conflict between takuya and koji over takuya's like recklessness and koji's you know doubts and so on it's like koji's not shown any doubts any real like (sighs) koji's not shown this level of like insecurity and and takuya has been sort of you know sort of courageous and so on but he hasn't been outwardly i wouldn't say he's been outwardly reckless so far so it just feels like okay in this episode we're going to have the characters be like this um you see it with jp as well he has this whole speech where he's like really sort of like enlightened or whatever um and like very sort of <laughs> insightful. weird scene insightful and it's like that's not jp jp's kind of an idiot like you know it, it if zoe's it did that it might they might get away with it a bit more because Zoe doesn't really have a character or personality, but like JP It should have been Tommy. Tommy should have been the enlightened one. It wouldn't even work with Tommy either. Like Tommy's Tommy again, Tommy is insecure. Like he he is kind of that person, you know. He kind of he can comes around in the end, but he's not the type of person to sit around a campfire and give a speech about like the meaning of friendship or whatever. We <laughs> like, need our friends to be stupid because otherwise we won't be complete. Literally, the only character in the group I could imagine pulling off that kind of thing would literally be like Pokemon or someone. Because although he's comic relief, hear me out. At least, although he's comic relief, at least he like his character is he he has he has wisdom or whatever he has experience or so on. He knows things. Yeah. Um. At least that might be something. He might have even compared it to why the reason he keeps name on around. Um. Even though <laughs> that would have been cute. Aww. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but Pokemon and Namon feel like barely use this episode when it's like yeah like now that you say it like yeah like having uh Pokemon talk about like himself and Neymar and like comparing it to the group like that could have been a sweet moment but instead JP's trying to wax philosophic about fires and why having multiple Takuyas would be bad besides the obvious reason of nobody even needs one Takuya. It's a weird speech because it just keeps going. <laughs> it's like, and now let me tell you about fire. Let me use this. Let me have this fire metaphor. And pretty sure Zoe's literally like, oh, brother. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I have, I have, what are you doing? My favorite moment was when uh, JP is like, imagine if we had two Takuyas. And she's imagining that, but she's like literally sweating because she's thinking too hard. And then we was like, yeah, imagine if we had two Kojis. And she's like, literally like, she's like rubbing both her brain cells together as hard as they can to like, to cause friction and like to create a thought, but she's sweating so hard because it's so tough for her. <laughs> she's literally the dumbest. The the, the part was Zoe like does the daydream with like the the chibi version of the characters and like that was um, a really like, funny. That, scenario. that is the first fun thing they have done with Zoe this entire series. And and yeah, yeah, like that was fine. It was a weird cutaway in the middle of like a what was supposed to be an emotional sort of moment but, but yeah it, it, it was fun and it worked um but but my point is is that like the characters they just yeah they can't just they can't keep they are introspective enough yeah and they can't keep just assigning them these traits and these personalities and whatever they need to do the work if they're not going to do the work it just makes this all feel hollow even when on paper yeah it's it could be pretty fucking good um yeah yeah because yeah. like 
I I think what this episode reminds me of a lot is it reminds me of the the Skull Raymon episode of um adventure mm-hmm. in that like the main character gets too high on their own mm. supply and um you know decides to to make a crazy overconfident move um and in the process like you know ends up hurting someone crutches to them and and you know Ty's case is Agumon and and Takuya's case is it's Koji um but like yeah it feels so unearned because like there was like you know circumstances that led to to Ty's um you know kind of like aggressive uh you know uh, break you could say and like he was under an extraordinary amount of stress um he needed to find the the you know the, the his crest because Edamon was actively hunting them, um, and he just felt like he was too weak to, to do anything at the time, even though everyone was looking to him to lead. Um, and I think most importantly, when Skullgreymon comes out, he instantly regrets it. Like, there's no moment of like, yeah, cool Skull Dinosaur, I got the power. He immediately understands he fucked up. Yeah. Um, and I think that revelation comes way too late for Takuya. He is so confident the entire episode that he, he can... He can own this fool for no reason. Like, we're not given any actual like context for why he thinks you know Dusquan's a little bitch, even though everyone's telling him otherwise. And then when he fucks around and finds out, it's not until after the fight's over and he's been banished to the Shadow Realm that he goes, "Oh no, I've made a boo boo." Yeah, like it, and, and that and that moment's that moment's weird as well like, because it's like. Yeah. Rather than having a moment, it would have been a cool, it would have been a fun cliffhanger if they like left it with the moment of like you know, I guess they needed to get in the stuff with like Koji's name triggering the memories in Dustmon, but like they the the moment of yeah Koji you know taking the bullet for um for uh Takuya, and they could have ended that moment. The moment with the dark train and whatever or dark trailmon or whatever, was, I feel like it's it's a bit too abstract, like. It's a, yeah, it's kind of a fun cliffhanger as well, but like it, it's it's a bit too abstract for a moment where it should be like, oh, Takuya's psych should have just taken, you know, you know, he may have dodged the actual bullet, but his 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 psych should have taken one just for the amount of like emotional damage he should have just had taken from uh from watching, you know, from watching Koji do that, even though Koji had all this shit to talk about him, like, and then having that moment where it's just like. I'm the abstract. Like, do you want to? Do you want to quit? <laughs> like, uh, and he goes, "Okay." It just, ah, it just doesn't click for me. It doesn't work. It's too. This yeah. episode feels like it's trying to rehash a lot of uh, adventure moments. Yeah. Like you have Koji and Takuya basically having their tie and mat fight, but it feels way less earned because like they aren't friends. Like the thing that worked with Ty and Matt, and I don't think all of their fights like really worked as well as they could have. But like. They fight because they are, like, such close friends, right? Like, they have that connection. Like, Koji and Takuya aren't friends. Like, they're basically just talking about, like, how they're just going to beat each other up. And, like, I would I would genuinely believe that they would beat them up because they don't like each other. Like, if that was a moment where Ty was like, yeah, like, we can beat them. And then Matt's like, dude, like, come on. Like, we literally have kids with us. Like, you're being an idiot. Like, you're being too hot-headed. Like, you're going to get people hurt. Like, I could believe that more than I could believe Koji being like, no, like, I'm not gonna let you hurt, like, I, and I think that's a decent moment from Koji, don't get me wrong, like, I I appreciate that sort of foresight and that development he's attempting to have, but it doesn't feel earned, because it's like, this is just something that better characters have had in the past, which is, again, 
better characters have done these moments and just it's just worse this time. I think the thing with them not being friends is that doesn't mean it can't work. The execution is here is poor. Um and the and, yeah. and the previous I, I mean that that's more yeah. my thing. I'm not saying like it can't work, yeah. but it's like they don't they don't have that deep connection for for them to have like a a moment like this. The I thing feel the like. thing that I think the the thing that I see a lot of potential in here, um again on paper as it were, is that you have this moment where yes, Koji and Koji have squabbled before because clearly, you know, they both want they, they both have like aggressive personalities, let's say, um, and they clash against each other for that reason. But this is a very much a moment of Koji like being like or you know, in theory, he's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm not saying this because, you know, let's let's strip away the bullshit for a second. I'm saying this because I'm legitimately scared for both me and my friends, uh, and I'm not talking about this because I think I'm better or cooler or whatever than you, or you, or that you annoy me or anything like that. I'm talking. I'm saying all this stuff because I know Dustmon can can kill us, uh, and I think you should remember that, and I think you should need to be aware of that. And then Takuya is basically coming at it from a perspective of no <laughs> like it just it just feels don't worry be happy it could it could be very emotionally like raw in for you know for what and, and like no digimon has been that in the past but yeah again completely they didn't do the legwork beforehand so like i think yeah i think koji's part in this is much better than takuya's part in this because like i i generally like the thing where it's like hey like it's obvious you don't care about yourself, but can you promise me that those won't get hurt? Like, because if you can't, then you just just go home because I won't let you rest your eyes. Like, I think that is a pretty decent moment coming from Koji, yeah. who I don't necessarily think he's earned the development to suddenly be like, I care about these these chuckleheads enough. But like, I don't like I don't I still don't see them as friends because they clearly aren't. Like, I'm just yeah, making yeah. that like I still do not believe this is a group of friends. But I appreciate the fact that he is like, I will not let you get others yeah. hurt because of your stupid yeah. ego. Like that is a good moment. It's for a very Koji. get real moment. It's like, yes, we're not going to be friends, but yeah, you know, that none of that matters right now. Like, and that's and that's fine. But yeah, it, it's also the thing of like, I, I appreciate it in principle again because it's like, if you have a, a lot of the villains in the show so far have been, to an almost, well, to a terrible degree at times, just completely goofy and so on, and really hard to take seriously, uh, even when they've been mm-hmm. frequently owning the main characters. And it has this thing where, like, it's hard to take them seriously. But this is this episode tries to do a lot of work with a newly introduced villain who's come off on the right foot and has come across as formidable and so on. It kind of goes the yes, but but you know he's got he's also covered in eyeballs and he's kind of you know he's been hanging around with these other group of idiots and so on. This is kind of the moment where like you know everything where like even you know stuff like Spider Man for example, where you have a character called Doctor Octopus or whatever is like. It's a very goofy villain, but the character they, they do stuff with the characters and the writing and like the villain's actions to make them seem threatening and and ble- like a believable like existential threat to the characters. And this is what they're trying to do here with Koji and like his reaction to Dustmon on top of the other actions he's taken, like one shotting Arbamon and having no effect on their attacks. And I feel like that's a great way to like build up a villain effectively. It's not just a one. It's not so much to just have them like you know completely no sell the attacks, which is a trope I can't stand, uh, but it, it it makes it a lot more effective when you have the character, well, at least one of the characters, literally like being terrified for their lives, or you know, at least being yeah. like like Koji has a moment where he looks in his eyes and is just like, oh yeah. god, like I am 
terrified I'm going to get murdered in this like, world. He, and he doesn't, it's not like it makes him out to be a coward yeah. either, which is would be a fatal mistake. It, it just makes him out to be like strategically aware of like the power differential here. Uh, yeah, he feels much more rational than any... Like, yeah. Takuya feels like a coward at the end of this episode. Koji feels much more rational in his fear. Takuya's just an idiot. Like, he doesn't come across... He just comes across like an idiot. And then at the very end, again, it's too abstract and there's not enough, like... There's no there's no bill. It should have been, like, a moment where, you, again, you see that same fear in Takuya's eyes that you saw in Koji's before. That's how, that's how it should have been done. Not just him jumping on, like, the bloody, you know... I quit train. <laughs> like it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm more frustrated with this episode than I think I have been with some others, with the exception of some notable notable examples like the beach episode. I wonder what those could be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm more frustrated with this episode because, again, there's a lot here that works on paper, and I'm yeah. more just annoyed at the fact that they still tried, despite obviously it not being they're not being remotely prepared for for this like, like if they didn't bother with this episode and it just completely sucked like it'd be better than the fact that like they tried like they made the attempts but it just didn't work know. out at all it, it would less, it'd be less annoying like frustrating annoying like if, if it was just a thing where it was like dustman comes in owns the kids then they rally and then they chase them off or whatever like you know rinse and repeat of what happened with ranamon and whatever that's this show like for better or worse, that's what the show has decided to be. Well, for worse, obviously, but this—that's what the show has decided to be. Um, and now they try and do a good episode, and it's kind of like, no, you can't do this now. Like you've not. Ah, uh, and and yes, all the shadows of the previous episodes as well, like the previous series episodes, which this is clearly riffing on. Like, uh, it just—it uh, frustrates me. It frustrates me. It could have been good. Same here. It could have been good, but. And I see why people like, this would have like been a, Frontier, yeah, by the this way. This could have been a oh. good start to to a new villain. Like 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 we said, like, yeah, like Duskmon is kinda like the Edgelord, he's kinda like the Black War Greymon. But like this could have been like a very solid start after like so much like absolute tripping up constantly. And it's like, okay, like they but it's the fact that like all the stuff that's happened already is responsible for the fact that this can't be like as good as it as it potentially could have been because there was no work done. It's the characters are not developed, the characters aren't really existent with more than like basic traits. And even then they're just getting traits like exaggerated and amplified just for the for the sake of, oh, like we need a plot thing to happen, because that's how we planned it. So uh yeah. let's make Takuya extra stupid today, type of deal. Yeah, yeah. It's they went into a very characterful episode without characters. Like that's that's my, I don't know, blurb on this one, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's still, there's still, yeah, there's still things I kind of liked about it, but but yeah, that's sorry. Go on, go on. Mina. Yeah, I think I think the the action's cool. I think both of the the, the Duskmon fights do a good job of, of selling this new villain that's you know basically just been a background presence until now as a credible threat. Yeah. Um, and not in like a Grumblemon sort of way. Like Grumblemon just clowned on them for no reason, and. It was frustrating there because they literally stand still while he hits them with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Versus like Duskwan where they're they're throwing everything at him and he's just like you know barely even trying and still destroying them. Which yeah, he's literally command dashing and instant teleporting out of the way. Yeah, like it just it feels more um, believable that they would get their ass kicked by Duskwan versus versus Grumblemon. Um, but yeah, like Tom Tom's totally right. Like this episode is is 
bereft of of character, and they just like they take little sticky notes with character traits off of the whiteboard and stick them onto <laughs> different characters when they need them to react a certain way. Yep. Um, and it just it just comes across as really sloppy and lazy and like. I don't want to get too much into sloppy and lazy because we're going to be talking about that a lot next week. Oh boy. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there when we get there for, for now. I feel like this is, this is an episode of contrasts. If I might borrow, um, a dated <laughs> reference. Um, we've, we've got like half the episode being the dust one fights, which are good and like show character through action rather than like words. Um, and you know, like I said, do a good job of establishing him as a our our new villain for for the rest of this arc moving forward. But at the same time, it also like has the insufferable Takuya bits where he just has this totally unearned confidence, and he, despite every other character acting more rational than they probably ever have in the show's history, he still ignores all of them for the sake of his own ego and pride, which yeah. like doesn't really track with the Takuya we saw even just one episode ago, where he was like, you know, very, very cooperative and working together and taking taking Arbor like taking Arboron seriously as a threat. He, he ignores yeah. he ignores everything they have to say because that's where the writers have decided the plot needs to go and hell yeah. or high water, it's going to get to that point regardless of whether it makes sense for the character. Yeah. What's that? And, Is that the script? Yeah and <laughs> and the the shitty thing is they, they could have done it anyway. They could have had to go, yes, I agree, let's not fight him, let's run. And while they're running, Duskwan still catches up to them and, you know, attacks Takuya, and then Koji jumps in the way of the attack and gets hurt. And Takuya still feels responsible because, you know, he wasn't strong enough to protect himself in that moment or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, you get, to the, you, get to the, you get to point B from point A without, you know, this extremely disgusting squiggly line on the way there yeah it's like you know how like a long time ago like there was talk about how like for uncharted 2 they were just like we really want to do a train scene so we had to figure out all this stuff before that so we can make the train scene work it's like that like they they're like <laughs> oh like we have this really cool moment where duskmon beats the legendary war it's like wait how are, we, how are we gonna get there and then it's like oh we have to to write to get that's right oh oh that's rough so the difference there is that with Uncharted 2, they had a... I, I'd say they did a decent job. That was job. a really good train sequence. They had a really good train, train sequence, and also they did a half-decent job of getting there. Uh, I, like, I, like yeah. I, like, I quite like Uncharted 2. Um, but yeah, but, but they, with see, this... That's, that's part of the ready... But that's, but that's what I mean. They they had point B planned out, yeah. but then they, were just, they, then, they had, then they were at point A, but they didn't know how to connect that. They were like like i i can't do this it's like, it's like in the other case it's like they were clearly they clearly put in time and effort to figure it out it's like they had an ex- they had an yeah, exam think... and then didn't bother to study for it like and then suddenly the exam rolls around they, and spent, like, oh, they shit. spent all like... night before the final calculating how low a grade they could get on the on the final <laughs> without failing yes yeah, shout see, out like, to I, me in college I, abso- I absolutely think that um it's just this is part of the writing experience is you you have something you want to do and you write backwards from there. Everyone's done that. Yeah, I've done sure. that. Like that's that's just how cr- the creative process works. You 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 know you you have a point B that you want to get to, and you you kind of contrive how to get there, uh, in in like retroactively. The problem is the contrivance in this show is just insufferable. Mm-hmm. Like it is just it feels so bad um, to read or to like to, to watch the show and see where they want to go with it, but then, you know, trip over every single uh, 
like, you know, outcropping on the way there. Like, this is this show is the equivalent of falling out of a tree and hitting every branch <laughs> on your way to the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, like yeah, like, I like like you said, like people, like I love to like figure out point B and then start at point A and try to figure. out. But the thing is, like, I will take multiple iterations to get there. I will like get feedback from friends. Like, I will say like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Oh, this this isn't working. Or like, I will go and read through my work and be like, oh, that's not working. Let me let me redo this big chunk. This doesn't. It, they didn't. It feels like they didn't do any of that. It feels like they literally just came up with this on their first try and were like good enough yeah. let's just ship it i guess and i understand like there's a a vast difference between sort of iterating on the writing process for like a, a game or a story or whatever and doing a weekly anime but at the same time maybe in the planning stages they should have done more i don't know yeah um speaking of plot well, no, it's not really contrivance because it's clearly something they've, wrote, they've like written for or whatever. But I was okay. So when the, when Dustmon when they do the attack on Dustmon with like they you know they they end up having to do Takuya's plan and and then it completely the fails. rainbow attack. Yeah, rainbow attack. It fails obviously because they. Dustmon said, "Pack it up, Squiddle Squad. Happy Pride." Yeah, he did the he did the homophobic dog face and then uh, decided yeah. to nullify their attack. Uh, but um, he. There's a cool. I really like this moment, except for the fact that it doesn't mean anything in the end, and and that's why I can't like it as much as I want to. But I really like. I liked initially the moment where he has this attack, and it's kind of like Dustman knows that this was Takuya's dumbass idea, and he's extremely fucking offended by it, and he's just yeah. like, "You're gonna be the first to die," and he's like, "This rules. This guy's incredible. Like, well, well, this, yeah, this is." This is not a complex villain or deep villain by any means, but god damn it, he has something going on to him. It's satisfying. And then he does the thing. Like the fact that he, yeah. yeah, so like, I, 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 I like, like Mon holds him in the, the Nelson. Yeah. And Duskmon isn't isn't struggling. He's not even reacting. He's just standing there like completely unplus. And that's a that yeah. is a, such a good thing of just like they're all like Takuya's like, come on, guys, like let's get ready. He gets him in the Nelson. Everyone's getting ready to attack, and Duskmon is just standing there, un- completely unbothered. I feel like I feel like that might be better yeah. if like Duskmon was like saying like, okay, this is really stupid. I'm gonna give you a chance to like let go and just run away now, <laughs> or something like that. Um, uh, but, I will give you one second yeah. to change your mind because he's clearly yeah, yeah. I think. But 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 let me um, sorry, just just I just need to get to the end of this point. Um. One thing that really annoyed me about this is though is that as soon as this after this happens, they do the whole thing where like he goes to attack a Goonimon, Koji takes the blow, and then they have the reveal with Koji's name apparently having some sort of meaning. And I was just so disappointed because I want this villain to just be a villain. I wasn't really prepared or like particularly thrilled about the fact that he's clearly someone. Like he's clearly like I get, I guess the idea is that he's probably a human character who's, you know, ended up being corrupted or something. But like humans can't turn to Digimon, Tom. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> Spoilers. No, they yes, can't. Yes, they can. That's that's never happened in Digimon. I was just, I was just really, I, I, I got this semblance of like this, just like incredibly like this villain with like a great sense of like, I don't know if honor's the right word, but like you know, you extremely it, it's it's something when a villain gets offended like by the main character's actions that's always a fun moment for me rather than them just being like like sneering or like guffawing at them or whatever like it, it's always the thing where it's like okay 
now you've pissed me off. And then suddenly it just turns out to be like, oh, this is just some schmuck who's brainwashed or whatever. Frustrating. So frustrating. So that's my... That's maybe the one thing in this episode that annoys me more without necessarily being outright terrible on paper, so to speak. But but yeah, I had to get that out. That's that's just my least favourite moment of this episode, perhaps. But, um, but yeah, sorry, Mina, you you had something to say, sorry. Yeah, I think it's interesting to contrast the uh, the dub and sub for this episode, because um, the, obviously the core problem is the same. Like, Takuya is acting extremely out of character in how boneheadedly confident he is uh, in this episode. Um, but, like, it seems like in the sub, they, they tone down at least his arrogance. They he, they make it seem more like he's optimistic rather than, like, you know, self-absorbed. It, like, in the original, instead of being like, oh, I'm strong enough, I can beat him, whatever, he he reasons like, oh, we each have two spirits, we only, we only seen this guy have one spirit. If we work together like we did with, with Arbormon, maybe we have a chance of beating him. Um, and that's why he comes up with like the entire team strategies because he he thinks that together they're strong enough to to overcome him. Um, and even though the characters are still like very hesitant to go along with it, they're they're I guess a bit more um, they're a little bit less like sure that it's going to fail and more like I I don't know about this. And there's also a, 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 apparently a moment in the sub where. Um, when the plan starts happening, at first Koji just outright refuses to go along with it because he thinks it's going to get them killed, and it isn't until Takuya almost like gets killed himself that um, you know he finally jumps in and does something. Right. See, I I do like that more because at least like yeah, like that is that, and that would actually show Takuya as like someone who was a a character in a way of like yeah, like he he believes in teamwork and like. I've said my piece on what I think of the, the quote-unquote, the team, the Chuckleheads, but at least that's something of, like, yeah, like, he, they've taken down two, two warriors so far, right? Like, and they've held their own against Randomon type of deal, like, relatively speaking, of course, but it's like, yeah, like, that would, that could give him optimism to be like, yeah, like, we, I think we can, we can do this, instead of just creeping like, I'm the best, and I'm gonna stop Duskmon, everyone's like, okay, cool. Yeah. It, it it almost feels like there should have been some sort of knock to his confidence or something that's caused him to like you know double down on, you know, uh, on himself so to speak. But like, yeah, I mean, I guess the kind of was with the with the um, uh, you know, Dustmon, you know, owning him at the beginning. But that kind of happened to everyone, and also, you know, he's he's acting rashly in that moment anyway. So it yeah yeah it, 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 it again. No legwork. No, I keep repeating myself, but it's just the thing I keep coming back to with this one. Um, yeah, they could have. Yeah, I also I talk about not wanting to rewrite Frontier, but you know this episode. Let's is... do it. Let's rewrite Frontier. Yeah. Let's rewrite Frontier. It, we, again, it's the first, first, first choice. <laughs> Zoe is removed. It's, the, it's, it's agreed. It's the thing where um, you need to like. I, I found the point where I want to rewrite up to if that makes sense you know like i i really want to yeah. rewrite everything before this and then we get to this moment uh and then also and then and then it'll be good uh well you know i, I would never assume <laughs> that i would do a better job <laughs> but I, it's hard i would it's easy to see it's easy to see um you know areas where you think it would have been more satisfying if, i if have no self-confidence but i know i could redo frontier better than this first <laughs> go at it 
that's okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see when your game comes out soon. We'll see. Uh, you're so mean to me this week. It's pride. You can't do that. You're not allowed to bully me like this. I'm sorry. Listen, being a good ally means you bully people regardless of their yes. LGBT status. Well, it's too late. I'm call- I'm I'm not allowing that for Tom. It's that fucking um po- like you know semi motivational post or whatever. It's got like here's the Sonic fans, here's the Homestuck fans, here's the I don't know Trek fans or whatever, and it's like. I, I don't discriminate. I hate everyone equally. And it's like, okay. Yeah. All right, Ricky Gervais. That's on. me when I look at the Frontier cast. Um, <laughs> I hate you all equally. I, I feel really no, bad that's not for true. Tommy this episode. Yeah, that's not true because we, we all love Tommy. So we don't we don't hate yeah. them equally. Yeah. Except in this episode because he becomes like a sycophant for Takuya where he's like, yeah, this is good. I just know Takuya's plan's going to work, guys. Like, And I'm like, Tommy, you're being brainwashed. Stop it. No. Get out of here. Like, buddy, what happened to you? <laughs> I feel sad for him. Yes, I, I I think that makes sense for his character. Um, I like I like when he's like peppy or whatever. Uh, but yeah. um, but yeah, <laughs> I'd rather have him be like. I'm a... just like, buddy, no, don't fall into this trap. If he's gonna be like the the like you know the, uh, I can't think of the right phrase. I'm gonna go wingman or whatever to uh, to, to any of the characters. I think Takuya is probably the one to go with. Like, it would be better to be Koji, but Koji would not. That doesn't work for Koji's character. Uh, and I feel like being no JP and Zoe are just bad. It's just a terrible influence. So, um, yeah, no. They teach Tommy how to like pick locks and like steal cigarettes. <laughs> sure. Um, what the hell was Kumamon's attack, by the way? Um, the one where he like where he turns into a big uh, icicle, but like turns into an auto auto pop. Yeah, I kind of wish it was just like the rest of his body turned into like ice as well. Because it just looks like they just they just like erased the bottom half of his body, like the cell or whatever, and then and then just put a big shard of ice on there, and it just it just looks like um, it's really goofy. I'm trying to find it. Um, it's like a it's like a weird. I've seen like animation or something before where um, just like a pencil with arms. <laughs> it just kind of looks like that. Um. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare to find. If I find the picture, I'll post it in chat. But yeah, it just reminded me of something like that and really, really uncomfortable. Okay. I want to, I want to um say two lines because one is like really good for one reason and one's like really good slash really horrible for another reason. When they're talking about like, because Koji are learning the episode is like, oh, like we got to keep, we got to run because we, we, we clearly can't do that. And he's like, we'll, we'll find something safe. And then Tommy says, then we'll never have a plan. There's nowhere safe in this world. I was like, holy, like this is the most depressing line I've ever heard in this show. It's like, geez, kid, lighten up a little. I mean, I get it. <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. There is no safe place in this world as <laughs> long as Digimon Frontier exists. Oh, when Dust One's around. And then when they're at the fu- when uh, the chuckleheads of Zoe and JP are at the fire, uh, JP is like, I've n- I never would have expected this. And Zoe says, "What do you mean talking to a girl who doesn't run away from you?" And it's like, why are these? Why is Zoe such a like a, a mean person? Like she's like playing like, haha, I'm so quirky and funny, but like that's mean. Yeah. I mean, like it's true, but like it's mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, These characters aren't friends. Yes, you've ga- you've gaslit even, yourself into believing they're friends. Even when JP's doing his like big emotional speech, it still ends with him trying to like hit on Zoe or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, that was also gross. This fucking sucks. Um, oh, hate it. 
Hate it. Oh, by the way, uh, favorite line in the episode? Um, wow, the dark continent sure is dark. <laughs> I had to literally pause the episode because I was laughing. <laughs> Just a shit line. Where was that at? I can't remember. Uh, um, it's it's early in the episode because it's early in my notes for this episode. <laughs> but, um, okay. but yeah, it's it's like um, it, I think it's before like they you know have the argument or whatever. Uh, but like. <laughs> Just a stupid ass line. I forget who says it. It's probably JP. Uh, but it's just no. That's probably a Zoe comment. Like she's no. It was definitely one of the lads. She's... It was one of the lads. But uh, I forget exactly okay. who said it. Um, but I'll, I'll... Zoe is dumb enough to have made that comment. To be fair, yeah, Zoe gets Zoe gets a pass in this episode. She she has the she didn't really do anything, and she has the imagination. Like she has the daydream about the twin two years. So that's after after she spent all of her energy and like like burst a brain cell one of her three brain cells trying to come up with that sequence because she was sweating so hard after by the way i i thought so much that we're gonna do like a terrible joke about like oh two to two years and then she starts like blushing or something and i was i was like i, had to, Tom, I was like immediately mentally prepare myself to, no 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 like cringe uh but no no that was me yeah i'm glad they did can that. i say though um about Duskmon, I love the way his eyes like move around to like the way like they turn to look at Burning Greymon when he throws them behind him. What the fuck do they I, do? That's a that's a fun that's such a fun touch to me. But why is he why is he covered in eyes? What do they do? Cause uh you know cause you get eyes at dusk. They shoot lasers that sound like a toilet flushing. That's what they do. <laughs> is that in like later episodes? No, no, it was in, it was in the second one when he he, he jumps up and he fires oh. a bunch of lasers from every eye. I think, I think it's called like deadly gaze or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. So you're you right. Like yes. a, a pachoo sound. It makes like a whoosh. Yeah. Sorry, memory of a save. But yeah, yeah, you're you're right. But I didn't quite I didn't quite pick up on that sound effect being that way. So I'll uh, maybe I'll go back and listen to that again. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll hopefully we'll get more of it in the future. It's it's very goofy and it's hilariously overdubbed because like. You can t- like all the sound drops out except for the lasers. It it it's just it's so funny. I haven't checked. They <laughs> bought that new stock sound and they wanted to use it so badly. Yeah, like I haven't checked to see if it's the same in the in the sub. I presume it's not because you know most of the dubs um, audio is is original. But it did it did make me laugh a lot hearing hearing like seeing him charge up for a big attack and then hearing that sound come out of it. Yeah, yeah. That that sounds funny. We need to go back and. Oh, also, to that. be honest, Duskmon like overpowering them is super canon to Rumble Arena too, just because he's like the most broken character <laughs> in that game. Yeah. That, that, okay. Uh, I I every time that game comes up, I hear fun things about it. So maybe that's like one we need to look at one day. I know I said it before, but in in that game, Duskmon literally has an invincible uh, uppercut that he can just repeatedly chain. So you just get hit by it, and then you just keep getting uppercut until you die. That was that sounds great. Um, okay, we, did, did this come up during our Digimon fighting game discussion? I don't remember if it came up during that, but I know I brought it up a while back. Okay, all right, all right. Because uh, I think I think based on that alone, we need we need dus- we need our SNK uh, arcade mode boss character. Uh, and it would be Duskmon. <laughs> and it would be Duskmon, clearly. You see, you see, like the the, the uh, Mexican arcade cabinets for for this game with the, uh, a picture of Duskmon with a big slash through it, like Rugal. <laughs> oh, like, that'd be really good. No lab coat twenty one. That... Uh, no, no Rugal. Uh, and no Omega, Duskmon. Omega, Omega Duskmon DLC now available for Digimon <laughs> Fighter Z. Nice. 
Digimon Tamer Z. Come on, please. Tamer Z, that's right. Digimon Tamer Z. Yeah. I just think it's so funny. Like, sign, signs always tell a story. And just the the sign that, like, slapped on top of a Mexican arcade cabinet, this is Prohibido Jugar con Rugal, is, is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Like, Amazing. You can you can tell like someone someone got stabbed over this for sure. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> I mean, I would I would believe it because it's the same thing happened in Japan where a, a King of Fighters match uh, caused someone to get stabbed because the 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 attacker didn't like um, that the the victim was picking cheap characters. Didn't that also happen in China once? I feel like I heard. I probably. I mean, I think it's a universal. I think gamer rage is. A I universal mean, it's, it's yeah, it's a universal thing. But I've also heard like a story about that in in China. Too, I've, I'm I've definitely sure. seen. I've definitely seen like yeah, the, the uh, I think it was like a US like arcade barcade type thing where they had like like a bootleg uh, Fighter Z cabinet or whatever, and it was it had the Andro- the, the lab coat twenty one banning on it. So you know that was a yeah thing, and you know Meta Knight banning brawl and all that. So. Um. <laughs> that that stuff is always so fascinating to me. I, I love um, seeing the ways that that communities, uh, like especially insular communities, kind of like come up with their own homebrew rules and ideas. Yeah, yeah. House rules. Um, it's a uh, yeah. It's fun. I mean, I, I think people maybe overstate balance characters, and I think it's hilarious when people want to do it like two two weeks after the characters come out or whatever. But but yeah, I think you know if it's. If you're telling me someone wants to ban Rugal, even if it's like a Rugal form that's just been released from like a new KF- KOF game, Omega, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Omega okay. Rugal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see, it's like, the, you want to ban Rugal? Great. You want to ban Shin Okuma? Yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? See, the, the funniest thing is that uh, King of Fighters 15 just got Omega Rugal, yeah. so the previously unplayable super boss version of the character, as free DLC, and he's mid tier. He's he's totally okay. He's okay. He's fine. It seems like they were terrified of actually making him like too strong and making the meme real. So yeah, they yeah they so should. they, they, should they just them. lay it down um, and uh, you know played it way too safe. And as a result, instead of Rugal being overpowered, no one picks Rugal. That's not, I I have multiple <laughs> friends who pick Rugal. Oh, you mean like uh, you mean like Hero in Smash Brothers who absolutely <laughs> deserves to be banned. Um, no, no one plays hero. No one. That was um, that was so funny too. I love people being like, "Oh, hero is entirely RNG." You know, people can't win without the RNG. It's like, okay, so hero is banned, but Game and Watch and Peach, who both have you know crazy RNG art allowed. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, meanwhile, both... Kazuya terrorizes the game. Uh, yeah, like, like so... Pe- Peach and Game and Watch literally have guaranteed one hit kill moves that are based on yeah. RNG. Like, even if you get lucky with hero's RNG. The only insta kill move he has requires you to get lucky two times in a row. First by rolling, you know, um, yeah, thwack in your your yeah, down exactly. B menu, and then by hitting them again, it, it does another dice roll. Like it, yeah. it's so funny um, to see what randomness is allowed to slide and what randomness is allowed is prohibited um, based on you know what's what's grandfathered in, so to speak. Random for me, but not for <laughs> yeah, me. <exactly. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. if you're gonna ban everyone with RNG, you gotta ban Luigi too because his his side B is you know also has an RNG element that can do one hit kills. Um, you gotta ban Peach and Daisy. You gotta ban Mr. Game and yeah. Watch. You gotta Luigi's ban... whole co- Luigi's whole like zero to death combo string or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's ever been like patched out, but like yeah, that that whole thing. You got more odds of like killing someone instantly with that, or more or less instantly with that than you have like 
getting a whack off. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Tom, um, I know. I, anyway. Tom, there, there, there might be kids listening. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Whack off. Apologies for my <laughs> apologies for my language. I said whack. Come on, yeah, you, I could have said whack. You, you, I said you, you whacked you off. Know. You talked about the whacking off. Oh, oh dear. Next oh dear. bit. Next bit, which I think would be positivity corner time. Oh, okay, sure. Um, I liked the statues. No, no, no the statues, action the figures? figures. They were so cute. The action figures. Yeah. How did they make them? <laughs> they just made them. And also, how did they make them? And then, yeah, but Pokemon and and Neymar should have gotten. They should have. Should have got some. They 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 didn't get any appreciation. It's, it's they were they were trying to, to live up to the the Piedmon keychains, but they failed again. Hakudo's yeah. going yeah. back to his that was... going back to his old tricks, but just failing. <laughs> True. Yeah. So that's mine. I did done that. Um, uh, Mina. Positivity corner. All right. Sounds like we're about tapped out on this episode. No, but we're doing we're doing Mina. What's your positivity corner? Oh, yeah, I just right. I, I, I just asked you what your positivity corner was, and you're like, oh, no, we're done with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I guess nothing from you. <laughs> well. That bad. No, I, that bad. I, I joke. I joke. Um, no, no. I, like I said, I, I said, I said, I mentioned this couple of times before. I think the Duskmon fights are really cool. Like gen- genuinely, like good action with good choreography, and it does a, a decent job of, of selling him as a credible threat without just you know making him feel like a an OP you know bullshit uh, Rugal style boss. <laughs> For, if I might tie this back to our earlier conversation, um, I really love like one of my favorite tropes in an RPG is when you're thrown into a battle that you're not supposed to win. Yeah, and all you can do is just like you know throw all your best spells, throw all your best weapons at the enemy, and see you do like single digit damage. That the sense of like dread and tension that creates is really amazing for me. Uh huh. And I'm, I feel like the, the, this this kind of captures that same essence. We're like yeah. You know, coming up right off of their their big win last episode, the fact that they're throwing all of their combination attacks and their their strongest moves and their beast spirits at him, um, and he just like you know either dodges it or manages to deflect it or whatever, it really gives like a good impression of, of how competent he is as a villain, especially compared to the the other knuckleheads on the um, the Le- evil legendary warriors team. Yeah. So, I yeah, I think that's my positivity corners. I think. The scenes with Duskmon are good. It's everything without him that makes me uh, cringe a bit. Yeah, I, no, I definitely agree. Dusk sounds about right. That's a that's a really good way to put it because I, I I'm always a big fan of those like, hey, here's a boss. Guess what? You're going to die. Even if you win, you still <laughs> die. And there's been a lot of those moments in the show as well, so it's just uh, it's nice to have a good one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the first one that sold it because every everyone prior to this. Um, it just feels unearned. Like losing losing to Grumblemon sucks because he's a, he's a goon. Losing to the, the evil legendary warriors team sucks because they they one shot Serapiamon and it feels it feels very cheap. Um, like kill like, if you introduce a god, like literally one of the gods of the digital world, you have to establish him as competent before you can have the oh my god they killed him they must be so strong moment. Like if they have him killed off in the first episode, like. Not even the first episode, the first ten minutes that he appears, 
um, without actually establishing him as powerful before like other outside of characters saying, oh yeah, he's really strong. It just makes it feel like he's a, a, a mook, right? Like he's a chump. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm glad that they finally had a good uh, you know hopeless battle moment that that didn't feel uh, contrived. Agreed. I think my positivity corner, and this is just more like relatively speaking, is Koji. Just because I don't think his stuff is like perfect by any means in this episode, but there are attempts to like humanize him more and like stop him, like sort of like veer him away a bit from like just being like the the edge lord like edgelord matt type deal that i kind of appreciate like i appreciate him being like yeah like okay takuya you're a complete idiot if you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deal with it if you're gonna let everyone else get hurt like i it's not the, the done the best but i appreciate that like they're going in this direction for him and that they're, they're trying to make him more than he has been and i appreciate him giving takuya the dressing down that he very much deserves yes and it was, I think it was well done too. It didn't, it didn't just feel like your shit and hers. Why it felt yeah. very emotional. But, yeah, but yeah, it, it was. It, I thought that was a. I mean, we we said all we have to say about like Takuya's yeah. stuff, but I felt that that from from Koji's side, that was that was a very good scene of Koji being like, just sort of like laying it all out there for him. It, I, I, I I sort of well, I, was, I think I was going to touch on this earlier, but the conversation went elsewhere. But the I think this is why I'm sort of starting to see why people might like this show. Giving people the benefit of the doubt rather than just trying to write him off as, you know, not having taste or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I, there are moments in the show where I can see why someone would look at it, look, watch this and go, yes, this this hits for me. This is, you know, this is delivering in ways that the other shows have as well. Like, but, but yeah, it's just not, it's just not all there. It's not concrete and solid enough for me. But um, I will say that this is the first moment I think where I've watched this and thought, okay, I can sort of see why this has its fans. Um, unfortunately, there's just a million of reasons why that explains why it doesn't have anywhere near as many fans as the other shows. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something to take away from this episode, at least. They made an attempt. <laughs> yes, you tried. Congrats, you tried. I think that's it then for these episodes we did our positivity corner uh we talked about those cool action figures we did uh i like those little i like those little guys um so if you want to write in about the absolute mess that we may or may not experience la- next week not last week uh or about what you think about duskmon and duskmon screaming koji's name and and Takuya being a big coward loser, where can you send that into? You can send that into diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D I G I Novacast at gmail.com. Or you can head on over to Twitter where we're at diginovacast, the exact same spelling. Uh, we accept questions and, and comments and concerns and uh, retrospectives and whatnot as both. DMs or just replies, whatever you're feeling most comfortable with. Like, if you want your question out there in public, go for it. If you'd rather type it up in private, you can send it to our email or our DMs on Twitter. Uh, we check both of them before uh, every episode, so guarantee you, uh, it will be seen before we record. And uh, yeah, please send us in any stuff. We've been on a really good roll of, of getting uh, good and compelling uh, questions and discussion topics recently, so. 
I'm I'm very keen uh, to hear more from our beloved listener base. Yeah, the I'm... more topics of conversation we have that aren't about how uh, poorly written the show is, the better. So please keep them coming in. It's uh, it's it's always nice to have something to uh, 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 someone else's perspective or something fun to go through. Absolutely, we're still waiting to hear from those elusive Zoe fans out there as to why they like Zoe. Maybe one day we'll find out. They don't exist. No chance in hell. Yeah, they you're exist. probably right. Or if they did, or if they did, they probably tuned the fuck out of Opcast right by now. <laughs> like I, I'm not wanted here, <laughs> and they've, they've all fled. So, uh, Godspeed. The, the misogyny she faced is a, is a feature, not a bug. <laughs> you, you are the misogynists. <laughs> yeah, I am. Anyway. Okay, so with that out of the way, Mina, what have you been up to, and where can we find you? I am on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. I was recently gifted by a friend a copy of the game uh, Vampire Survivors. It is a... Um, it's only available on PC right now, as far as I'm aware. It's, an, it's in early access, but it, it feels very feature-complete. Like, I've already put, like, 15 hours into it, despite, you know, it being ostensibly uh, unfinished at the moment. And it's this, this weird com- combination of a roguelite and a clicker game, I guess you could say, in that you're, like, you know creating builds and leveling up different weapons and abilities as you try to survive as many waves of enemies as you can in this very, like, Castlevania-inspired, um, you know, uh, 2D stage uh, with gorgeous pixel art and everything. But the object of the game is to, like, you, there's no controls other than movement. So, you, you, you know, you can use the arrow keys, you can use WAS, you can plug in a controller. I'm pretty sure they're working on a control scheme where you can literally just use the mouse to control where your character goes, like that's how simple it is. All of your attacks come out automatically, but you can, uh, you know, throughout each run, you can get items that upgrade, like the cooldown of uh, your weapons coming out, the damage. You can even get one that increases the size of your projectiles when they fire, which is really cool. Um, but the the object of the game, like the goal you're leading towards, is to make a build so powerful that you don't have to do anything. That you can stand in one place and the weapons you have out are so strong, they just obliterate anything before they can touch you. And that's why I say it feels like it's part clicker at the same time, is that um, both this game and the the, you know, the clicker genre are about uh, optimizing your, your playthrough such that by the end, you don't have to do anything because you've been so smart with how you've planned that the game plays itself. And if that doesn't sound appealing, I swear it is. It is so much fun. Uh, it feels so satisfying getting to a point where enemies that once give you so much trouble are just exploding into coins and, and experience gems before they can even get within 10 feet of you. Uh, I love seeing the ways the different items interact with each other. Uh, as you progress further through the game, you you come to realize that getting one uh, one of a certain weapon and one of a certain passive item will eventually evolve the weapon once you have it maxed out. And across the board, every single weapon evolution I've, I've seen so far has been amazing. Like They've just been so cool and so useful. Uh, so there's that the kind of like thrill of, of starting a new run and going being like, oh, I haven't tried this combination yet. I'm gonna go for that and see what happens. And like the, the excitement you get when you open a chest and find the evolved version inside, uh, it's great. I'm I'm really loving it so far. I've, I've, like I said, I've already put like a substantial amount of time into it, despite it being a game that I think costs two dollars on Steam if you buy it. Uh, yeah, if if you are a fan of like any kind of uh, rogue light action game like Hades or 
uh, dead cells or anything like that. You'll, you'll probably get a, a big kick out of this game. If you're a fan of Castlevania, this game is obviously a huge love letter to Castlevania and its uh, aesthetics and, and music and all that. Um, there's tons of other Easter eggs in the game as well that I think people will enjoy. Um, every level has a hidden character in it that you have to like physically maneuver over, over to to unlock, and they're all very tricky and, and, and uh, tucked away into some very uh, devious crannies. But they're all so cool. Like I don't want to spoil uh, most of them, but one of them is literally just Bayonetta. Oh like, wow! It, it is a witch with like a, a an updo haircut and glasses and, and four guns uh, that fire in four different directions. And when you play as her, the music changes to a very jazzy, like upbeat tune. Uh, it's great. She's my favorite character to play as uh, solely because of the like how fun uh, she feels to maneuver and and um, control. I would definitely recommend uh, anyone who's curious about the game. You know, pick it up if you, if you if you have a spare change. It's like you know less than the price of a cup of coffee these days. Less than a quarter of a tank of gas these or like a, a, a liter of gas <laughs> these days. So, um, yeah, go for it. If you, if if any of that what I said sounds appealing to you, give it a look. I was skeptical at first because I'm not usually one uh, to enjoy this kind of. Uh, you know, endless challenge type of game, but it's been really, it's been really compelling and fun thus far. I'm having a really good time with that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's that's mostly what I've been doing. Other than that, um, I just, my girlfriend and I have been uh, watching season three of Barry. Yeah. Which, um, sure. Premiered last month, but we've we've just been like kind of catching up on it uh, recently. That show rules. It's so good. <laughs> it's like legit. Like. It's one of the most deft balances of comedy and drama I've ever seen in my entire life. And I, I cannot believe that Bill Hader, the man once known for doing uh, you know, a, a, a gay stereotype on Saturday Night Live, is now such an accomplished writer and actor. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be very hard seeing him go back to pure comedy once the show is over, because he just kills it in, this, in the, the dramatic moments. Um, yeah. It's been great so far. Like I, I love seasons one and two, but season three feels like even more like kind of like twisted and um, compelling. The, the the as of time of recording, the the last episode that we saw ended on a absolutely ridiculous cliffhanger. So I'm really excited to see how that resolves uh, on Monday. Yeah, I've not um, seen the most recent one yet, and it's kind of like okay, I'm this I'm this I'm this close to the next one that I'm just gonna wait and watch them side by side because it's so, only so yeah. Do you, Tom, do you remember the Ronnie Lilly episode from season two? Oh no, I should. This, I, this episode? I, I, I had trouble get with the. I had trouble when the first, the new season started. To be honest, because it was kind of like, oh, I feel like I don't know enough about what happened. I should have like recapped myself. But I feel like at this point, I felt like I was getting by. But no, I'll, I'll go look that up uh, again. Cause... So it's it's the it's not plot important, but it's the one where um the, with the the taekwondo uh, champion guy. Uh, and his, oh god that and was his, yes yes that was amazing yeah, so yeah this this week's episode of season three feels like the, the spiritual successor to that one okay fuck yes like it's it's so i heard i heard there's a good I heard it's so a, out there i heard there's a good thing involving a motorbike or something like that so yeah yeah there's yeah. there is a, a ridiculous scene where as far as i'm aware bill Hader does does his own stunt uh through an extended long take and it's it's crazy impressive i i really loved it uh, yeah, so it's a great, great show. Um, super excited to see more of it. Um, I'm really impressed at how they're progressing the story and character arcs. Like, I think a lot of shows, both dramas and comedies alike, have an issue where 
it feels like in order to keep the, you know, the runtime going, they kind of have to reset the status quo every season. And yeah. various seasons one and two had that to an extent. But what happens at the end of season two is so, like, earth-shattering that, they, you know, you can't really go back from it. So season three so yeah. far has felt like it's progressing the status quo in really satisfying ways. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that they just they just carried on. Although, like Isaiah was like, I was initially I was kind of like, oh god, <laughs> what happened again? But no, I, I eventually yeah, you catch up and and yeah, it's just it's just good, it's just good show, damn good show. Yeah, it's yeah, it's great. I would I would recommend anyone who hasn't seen it and is a fan of comedy or drama or uh, everything in between those two um, extremes, check it out. Great. Just, one of the best shows I've seen in years. I just, I just love that they have the like the entire sequence of like uh, I think it was like episode two or something when you have like um, a character running away from Barry. Yeah. But then you have that scene with like the dogs. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's just like that joke is just incredible. Yeah. So just the, the, just... the, com- the combination of understated dialogue with the visual gag in the background, it, it hits so well. Or just, or just like the random moments where it's just like. He stops to tell just like a really, like, like a joke, like a just a self-contained joke with like a punchline and everything. It's like, okay, this is pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, so. I, Noho Hank's the best. I love Noho Hank. Um, yeah, he's please, great. please send me your Noho Hank fan art and, and fan <laughs> happy, cams. Happy, so happy, happy Pride Month. It. Happy Pride Month to Noho Hank. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I've been up to. What about you, Tom? What have you been doing? So, uh, yeah, so it's been two weeks since, since we record. So in that time, I have... Uh, oh, firstly, sorry, I should say, you should, can find me on Twitter at CordmanHot. Um, I have been... So I've seen two films. I'm going to talk about two films I've seen. Uh, I've saw Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, oh, hell yeah. finally came out over here in the cinema. Uh, I went to see that. Um, it was I had a week off, so I was just like on a Tuesday. I thought, oh, I should go see that film. And I did, and it was very good. Um, I, I feel like I'm not as high on it as everyone else was, like, I, which, but that that's only because like the praise for that film has been so astronomically high, and I I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, I feel like it gets a little too abstract at times, but generally speaking, I think it delivers. Um, and yeah, I wasn't, I, I don't think I was prepared for it to be as long as it is, because it is like a good two and a half hours long, but. It does a lot in that time, I would say. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was really inventive. Uh, the characters, the performances by everyone are just fantastic. Just like Michelle Yao is, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yeah, does a fantastic Michelle Yeo, I think it says Mich- Michelle Yeo. Okay, she does a really fantastic job. The best I've ever seen her do, um, and that everyone Ke-Hu else Kwan as well. Is, oh, yeah, I, yeah, he's so I, good. I cannot believe how how good he is like this dude's been away from from acting for like 30 years and he comes back and gives like one of the most heart-rending incredible performances i've seen in recent memory it's just yeah god yeah he's he's that one that one line i'm not going to say it because it's i I think it's important that people see it in context but that one line he says uh towards the end of the movie just destroyed me yeah there's there's Oh, there's a lot to love about. I need to watch it again, really. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Um, there's some really, some really like specific nasty gore in that film, which I didn't. Oh, which, oh. no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't mind. Well, I did mind in the sense that it gave the it gave the uh, 
it gave me the um I had the reaction to it that I think the film wanted me to have. But um but yeah, there's some there's some weird shit in that film. <laughs> Let's say. I'm I'm racking my I'm racking my brain. I can't really think of anything. There's a part like... where she like does like a well, one of the characters does like a uh, I forget the name of the move, but it's like a wrestling move. But like she like lands a guy on his head, but like it's it's done in the way you wouldn't do in wrestling. Like oh well, yeah, you you could stone power driver. Yeah, but like with the neck fully exposed, so like it's just like oh nasty. Uh, there's uh, there's a whole thing with the paperclip, uh, which I fucking hated. I was just like, uh, oh no, <sighs> the paper cut. Yeah, sorry, the paper cut. Yeah. See, this is this is less gore and more just like. No, no, gore's the wrong like, word, but like un- uncomfortable com- scenarios. Exactly. It just like it's really specific violence. I would say like that is, yeah, <laughs> em- um, it's empathetic violence. I guess is the, how you would say it. It's violence that you can feel when you see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no like, no one's like spilling guts or anything but like yeah it's, it's yeah don't, it's, don't worry Sloan this movie this movie is okay, okay. It's, it's not do it's not doom um but yeah it's it's yeah anyway really good um but i think better things have been said by other people about that film so i'll 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 leave it to that um and also um <laughs> there's a really specific film reference in that film that i want to talk about more but i don't want to give it away because it's so <laughs> fucking funny um it is, it is hysterical <laughs> i've already seen cosplay of that i like going around twitter so that's hilarious uh, I think that might be my Halloween costume idea uh, if I ever if I if I need if I need one. Um, and the other film I saw was RRR, um, which is the Indian action film. Um, uh, it's it's three R's: uh, Rise, Rage, Revolt. I think might be it or whatever. It means different things because like it's in. So the film is in uh, the the native language or the original language. I, I should say is is. Telugu, I think is how you say that. Uh, but it was dubbed into Hindi, uh, and that's the version that's on Netflix right now. Um, this is a three-hour action film, which is very, very, very loosely based on two Indian revolutionaries during the uh, 1920s. Uh, and two men who basically were revolting against the British Empire at the time, who were still were still in India at the time. Um, and uh, it's very vaguely about those guys, but also it's it's like a lot about like one man trying to rescue a girl who gets kidnapped from his village. So he goes undercover as like a Muslim man living in, I forgot what city it's based in, but whatever city it's based in. Uh, and then the other man is a member of the, uh, he's a member of the, of the police, basically, the British police in India, who is uh, secretly trying to... Uh, actually enact revolution by like um ransacking police stations of their weapons and stuff anyway this is like two put and like the, he's on a he's on a manhunt for the guy who uh is coming to reclaim the kidnapped daughter or whatever so but they end up they end up becoming best friends without knowing who the person is and it's literally the most incredible romance you've ever seen on film um it's like some proper fucking anime type shit um, it's amazingly well done. Um, I, I I want to clip things, but I also feel like they're just so out of left field when they happen in the film. I'd rather people just watch it themselves. It is like a three-hour film, and it just keeps fucking going the entire time. There's like dance numbers. There's some of the most inventive action scenes that I've seen in a good good while. Um, there is. Um, 
yeah, it, it's a good it's a good year for films with people sitting on other, other people's shoulders. Um, I would say that. Um, there's because there was one actually that involves exactly that. Um, it's quite it's incredibly like not surface level. That's insulting, but like it, it's very honest. It's not. It doesn't try to be subtle too much. In like it, a, it wears its heart in its sleeve. Yeah, that's the that's the phrase for it. Yeah, so it's just it's really funny. Um, I watched it with a friend yesterday just because we were, were uh, not yesterday on Thursday when we were looking for things to watch on Netflix, and I saw that film. Thought, oh god, I've heard so much good shit about that film, and we ended up watching it, and it was just like. Uh, my friend had the best reaction because he he went, uh, "Why would you watch any other film? This has everything in it," and and he's not he wasn't wrong. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. oh god, it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, watch it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've done that. Um, but yeah, that's most of what. Oh yeah, I went to my first gig as well for the first time in a while. Uh, also, like, oh yeah, I saw you were posting about that. Yeah, Pink Shift, uh, who are really good. Uh, if you like early Paramore, they are basically early Paramore, but better um Did they play that I... song from guilty gear strive <laughs> Wait, what? oh the, the maze, the maze song. theme yeah <laughs> that's kind of, uh, yeah that's kind of paramore that's kind of like that's kind of a mix I, between new and old paramore kind of like that's, that's... I, I, I saw an incredible meme uh last week that was like a picture of a a picture of a woman jamming out like to a song on the radio and it said the caption was uh, me turning off my feminism for three minutes so I can enjoy Paramore's misery business. And I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> she doesn't say she doesn't say the word in this song anymore. Well, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that was fun. But also, it's kind of like a reminder of like, okay, if I what what a crowd was like at this thing. And thankfully, it wasn't like the biggest gig in the world. But like, it was like, God, I wish people would mask up more. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that's that's. It's just not the reality we live in. I feel like it's. I, I feel like I'm just shouting. At, I'm trying to put like fighting the tide or whatever. It's just. It's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, there's so. a there's a concert I want to go to and like I would or I would like to go to like at the end of next month. But I'm just like, it's a ska show, so everyone's already going to be in like super close proximity to each other just by virtue of being a ska show. So I'm like, I'm I'm not going to do that now. Yeah. Nope. Everyone's gonna be yeah. everyone's no, gonna I, be picking it up, and uh, you know that's a great way to spread <laughs> spread germs. They're, 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 they're picking it up, but the it is not their masks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're not picking. I, yeah, exactly. I really want to go to like I've been to a, a convention in in like almost three years now, and I really want to go to one. But like, literally everyone I've known who's gone to a convention in the past year and a half has gotten COVID, oh. and I haven't gotten COVID yet. So I'm like really, really paranoid that as the second I go to any convention, I'm I'm gonna catch something and suffer for it. Yeah, yeah. I've only had it once so far. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, you know, it's. I just. I think it was, for me, it was just kind of like. Well, I was in the area anyway, so why not? But uh, I don't know. It was, and I'm fine by the way. I've not got COVID, but um, I, I don't know. It's. It's just yeah. It's annoying. Um. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, um, I would say, um, just, just to go back to those films, I would say that I think my favourites for this year, and this might provide a nice segue for you, Sloane, uh, but my favourite three films this year, it's currently, favourite film this year is currently a three-way tie between Bell, RRR, and Everything Everywhere. So uh, I feel like those three are incredibly good films for very different reasons. <laughs> but like, hey, I, gotta, or, I gotta see Triple R for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on really, Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. Is, is the original audio track on there no it's 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 not it's like when you'll notice it at first that the lip flaps don't entirely match up but it's fine it's like i wouldn't watch a film 
that was originally like you know French, for example, dubbed into English. But because it's like another language anyway, like it's fine. I'm reading the subtitles, so you know it's not. Like, yeah, yeah, I I guess I'm just, it's just a bummer that like you won't be I won't be able to feel like the actors' full performances because part of it has been has been surgically removed by imperialism. They're pretty good. Uh, I mean, the the one thing is like that you know the 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 songs are slightly different, but it's like because the language isn't exactly the same, but like. I, I watched two versions of like one big like dance musical number in the start film and they both sound pretty fucking good so yeah they both sound like equally as good I would say so uh, you know it's hard to tell because I'm not a native speaker if it was in English I would yeah <laughs> I'd, if there if there is ever an English dub of that film I would say probably probably not probably not worthwhile also there's a lot of English actors in it like uh, Ray Stevenson who played Punisher in Warzone Punisher Warzone <laughs> he's like that, mo- that the Punisher main... media that everyone loves yeah the, the, the Punisher film where he like shoots a backflipping guy with a rocket launcher um, and also Wayne Knight's in that film that was, it's, a, it's a good film um, he's like the main villain <laughs> so you know um, international anyway uh, Sloan what have you been up to and where can we find you uh, you can find me on Sloan Rosette. I finally watched Bell because I bought it and I watched it, and that's that's very that's very good movie. I have to rewatch Wolf Children because it's been like a long time since I've seen it, but I think this is my favorite non R War game uh, soda film. And the reason absolutely this, valid R War game like there's there are very specific reasons why I love R War game, and I consider that my favorite of his things. And a lot of that is of course like due to the like. The history I have with it, the the franchise is connected to, like the the short length that makes like really great like bite sized watch, all that type of stuff. But Bell is really fantastic. It is so good. I did not expect a lot of where that story went at all, so that was very surprising. But it was it was very good. It had it was it had a lot of a lot of the same like Hasoda isms that he has in a lot of his films, which I really enjoyed seeing. The music was fantastic. Holy cow, the the art was beautiful both in you and in the real world. Like, I I, Sorry, I, yeah. I forgot if you mentioned. Did, did you watch the sub or the dub? The dub. Good. Yeah, that's what I watched too. Yeah, I watched I, the sub. I'll watch uh, the sub at some point. I'm I sure, but it, yeah. I was also watching this with family, so it's like I'm I'm gonna watch the dub just for the fact that like uh. my family would watch the dub sooner than the sub, which like I understand. Like the 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 dub cast is so wild too. Like they got. The, the main, like, crush slash love interest is played by Jason from The Good Place. <laughs> yeah, I I was try I was like, because I saw his name on, like, the, the, the DVD case, and I was like, I wonder who he plays. And it took me a little bit, but I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, is that, is that Manny Jacinto? And it was, and I was like, yeah! The fact that, that uh, his, Suzu is played by just, like, a, uh, a girl that has, like, no credits, but literally just, like, films herself, like, singing is like the most incredible like meta level of casting and I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, she she does uh, she does off Broadway uh, stage musicals oh, okay. in, in New York City, which is where um NYAV Post or the the company responsible for the localization and dub of the the film gotcha. are based. So they apparently they auditioned like dozens and dozens of of actors for the role and she was the the one that they thought could act and sing the best. Right. And she will they all, she also helped write the the English lyrics for the songs because oh, she I has experience in, in songwriting. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah she like, she did a great job. There's a great um, interview with her. Um, I'll see if I can find it later. Okay. But where she talks about how um, they let her write the the English version of the song "A Million Miles Away," which is the one that plays uh, in the climax. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, like she she was she would like ask she always because she kept asking the original Japanese composer permission like oh can I do this is, is, is this like translation or is this lyric okay and apparently he said to her just like it's this is your song like do what you want that's with it. really touching holy cow yeah <laughs> it's a really nice way for him to say uh, I don't care go. <laughs> I'm busy. Leave me alone. I will not mind cartwheel emoji. I just I, it always I don't know, it always warms my heart when when songwriters kind of cede ownership of their songs to someone else. Yeah. In a sense, it, like it, it, it was very reminiscent of um, Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor specifically listening to Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt, um, and the different context it has when he sings it, and then declaring, "Yo, this is his song now. Like I don't have any ownership over this." Never mind. He won. He outfitted him his way in. But yeah, I mean, like. The, the the next few days I was thinking about, I'm like, okay, like, there were some little nitpicks I have with it, but that's more of just, like, me, like, wanting wanting more film, essentially, and, like, wanting, like, more clear-cut stuff in the film. Yeah. But it's, and like, that's, that's like, from a writer, I understand, and I'm like, okay, I, I get why they did this, this, and this this way, but then I'm like, but I want more movies, so I want to see this, this, and this, like, stretched yeah. out more. See, I, I say this as someone who adored the film and considers it, like, you know, probably in the running for one of my favorite animated films of all time now, um, only after having seen it twice. Um, I think the, the films in which Hasoda writes himself, which so far have been um, Wolf Children, Mirai, and Belle, um, it feels like there's the same problem that we were talking about in Frontier earlier, where like he has a point B he really wants to get to, and it's an amazing point B. It's a fascinating, gorgeous, touching point B, but he doesn't really give a shit about how he gets there. <laughs> and you can kind of feel that in all three of those films. Where like sometimes things will just happen, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that happened, and like you just kind of have to accept it. But like, I'm not saying that as like the movie's bad because of that. I think the movie's amazing despite that. But it definitely is something I feel in in the films that Hosoda writes himself versus the ones that he just directed. Um, I'd yeah. like to announce we've got an, we've got an opening for the podcast uh, after yeah. uh, one of our one of our <laughs> cast members compared uh, Bell to Digimon Frontier. Uh, how fucking dare they? Uh, no, no. I, I need. I need I to. I'm just trying to. I know. I know. I'm, do I'm, a callback. I'm, I'm Absolutely just, disgusting. Um, it's that one meme. <laughs> I've got. Um. I need to rewatch that film. Uh. I, I saw it in the cinema and and it was kind of like you know first time seeing it. Uh. It's really really great experience. Um. Um. But I yeah I need to rewatch it. If I'm like you know without the whole IMAX thing <laughs> overwhelmingly. Um. And uh, it's yeah I I. I do you think just to, just to, just to sort of put this out there, not to promise anything, but do you think we should do an episode on that now that we've all seen it? I think that would be nice. I would. I, I think, think that, that nice could be a fun too. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. We haven't done an OVA in a while. I was thinking like, about that, and like on one hand, like the reason we did the Summer Wars episode was be- well, like a like we were going to be moving to a new like this was a side episode, and B because Summer Wars is so intrinsically connected to our war game on like literal like fundamental levels. But I, yeah. I I I would have fun if we did if we did something for for Bell at some point. I think this I is think the I'm trilogy. Gonna the, I'm gonna make the. That's, this is. I'm like... gonna make the hot take. Go on. Where I I think that you could you could make a very strong argument. Um that there are thematic links between Tamers and Bell, and specifically in the way that they portray uh, communication technology and the internet and how it can both bring people together and um, exacerbate the worst uh, aspects of humanity. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Interesting. I would say also, 
just in your points alone, um, this is very much the trilogy, right? It's like it started with Arg War game, then it was Summer Wars, and then this is now now Bell. Like, Summer I think this Wars is, very... is the dark middle chapter of the trilogy. <laughs> it's like you, 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 you have the concept made underneath the shadow of the brand juggernaut, and you know it's very constrained, but you still manage to get the vision across. Oh, uh, I meant like some... I mean I meant like dark middle trilogy, as in like like the Empire Strikes Back. Like it's very it's very like depressing and moody. Oh, I, I feel. Th- I thought I thought you meant it in the in the sense of like Star Trek Into Darkness, where it's like this dog shit film no. that sits between two pretty. No, good ones. I would I, I would never. Congratulations, <laughs> you're the first person who's thought about that. <laughs> in, yeah, in that's, that's putting way too much thought into I... my words. <laughs> No, I, I think this one sometimes it makes me it makes me upset. It's 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 that movie is like <laughs> that movie is like is is crushingly disappointing, especially considering like how how did you go from directing a good Star Trek movie to one of the worst and then getting upstaged extremely hard by the fucking Fast and the Furious director? <laughs> like how how does the Fast and the Furious guy understand Star Trek better than a dedicated sci-fi? Because Fast and uh, Fast and the director? Furious is the best film series of all time. You ever see Tokyo Drift? <laughs> You ever My, see that, um, that that moment in Fast Seven where where they do the the, the cars through the buildings? My uh, my like love or like you know affection for that series has really gone downhill ever since Vin Diesel started shitting his pants in public. So uh, I'm not really. Like, I feel like every every actor from that film um, has been shitting their pants in public recently. I mean, like look at Jordana Brewster. Jordana like... Brewster has been perfectly <laughs> reasonable. Um, no, I'm okay, joking. Aside, aside from her, I'm like, joking, I'm joking. Vin Diesel like shits himself in public. The Rock shits himself in public. The Rock, uh, Tyrese yeah. Gibson shits himself in public. <laughs> okay, like, we okay. You can't like put like Tyrese is on a is a whole different level. That's you just, can't compare that's just that. him. That's just that's him. just Tyrese being yeah, yeah, Tyrese. Do you remember when when he he shared um, a meme of Martin Scorsese calling Morbius a transformative film that redeems the superhero genre? Yeah. Thinking it was serious. Honestly. I would have done the same, uh, but I, I would have done it <laughs> entirely knowingly, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, yeah. God, we started talking about Morbius, and now we're ending talking about Morbius. That's just not... Yeah, that's what we call bookends. <laughs> it's like More it's bends. like a poem. Every stanza rhymes with the next stanza. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like poetry, I, it rhymes. I, I, yeah. I, I will say the last thing on Bell, though. Uh, I'm not going to say it too much more, just because you know, we talked about it before and whatnot. But there was the scene where the dragon grabs the like the, the scaffolding, and I was like doing like I was doing the Leonardo DiCaprio thing, like our war game, and that was just that was like that was my moment. I'm like, oh, it's doing the our war yeah. game thing. Uh, there's one thing that Mamoru Hosoda adores. It's it's throwing in um, enchanted floating rebars it's into really all the good. cyberspace films. <laughs> it's really yes. good. Mamoru Hosoda loves giant internet spheres and throwing like scaffolding into those giant internet spheres. Throw, throwing yeah, big big girders and sword fighting with girders. It's really yeah. good. That that yeah. dude even did like the 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 supreme cannon. Like it's it's great. Yes. Yeah. Duh. What a great film. Yeah, I need to rewatch that definitely. So yeah, well, we'll do. Let's something talk like about that at some let, point. Let's, let, let's talk about that. Let's let's formulate um uh, what we're gonna do if anything, and and then uh, yeah, we'll let we'll let the people know. We'll let um, the people know. You'll you'll know when you know. But uh, if you haven't watched Bell yet, watch it. Yeah, we only get one foot here OVA this time. We don't get. We got two last season. We only get one this season. So yeah, you know, we've got we've got we've got the time, as mm-hmm. CM Punk would say. So definitely, uh, we can we can do it. Speaking of more frontier, though. Next week, episodes 22 and 23 of Digimon Frontier. We are 
who knows what we're doing? We, uh, we could be doing something I'm, spooky, scary with that train. Maybe. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling the way I'm getting myself through this is I'm feeling um, optimistic by saying, "Hey, in just two more weeks, we'll be halfway there." <laughs> that is pretty optimistic. <laughs> I don't know what to there is, but I'm looking forward to it. Whatever so you know, to there. To there. Okay. Alright, Zoe death episode. We're halfway done the series. Like in, in two weeks we'll be on episode twenty four and in two of, weeks Zoe 50, will die. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I will have uh, personally killed her. Finally. Anyways. Time. This has been the Novacast and thank you for listening. Thanks everyone. Thanks everyone. Thanks, everyone.